What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but you know what we gotta do first? We gotta talk about the things. First and foremost, we were brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD, especially this episode, because this is an in-studio episode, so you get the multiple camera angles, and me and Liv having a lot of fun, and you get to see how messy my fucking apartment is right now. Should have cleaned a little better before we recorded. Whoops. So check that out today at anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is anwd.net slash videos. 99 cents an episode or $6 a month gets you all the episodes on limited streaming. We are also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. Since the pandemic started, I've been Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash Slayer. We're playing a lot of games. Come hang out, do some shots, support the stream if you can, but just be good to see you in the chat. And last but not least, we are brought to you by my Amazon affiliate link. If you go to anwd.net slash episodes, there's this banner you can click on before you buy your Amazon stuff, and it kicks me a few bucks every time you purchase something. I really, really appreciate it. Costs you nothing. But anyways, enough with that. Let's get on with the show. My guest this week, in studio, oh, it feels good to do an in-studio show, is the lovely Liv Revamped. Liv has stories for days. Oh, this was a fun episode. I'm not going to spoil too much. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy, Drinking Buddies. Fucking revamped in the house. Hello. We're doing a rare, rare in-person show. We all got tested. We're all getting vaccinated. Yep, yep, yep. Some random employee at Fleming's killed me. So be it. It was worth the stake. It was so worth it. Oh, love Fleming's. <laughs> so I don't know truly why, but Liv decided that she wanted to take me to a dinner at Fleming's tonight. Oh, you know why? I'm completely selfish. I just wanted to go for myself. You just happen to be the lucky fella to come with me. Well, I don't know why I got to be the lucky fella, so... Butt stuff. I I, I think that actually maybe really Liv's agenda. Yeah, I might slit out his butthole after this. Like, I purposely did not get myself date ready, just in case I'm like, I'm gonna be like one of those chase girls. Like, <laughs> I am not putting out tonight. It will not be date ready down there. Like, And I'm like that fucking sleazebag dude that's like, I don't even care. Give it to me. Right. I'll take it. If I'm walking funny on stream tomorrow, you know why. <laughs> I told you I'll be gentle. I don't believe her, folks. I don't believe her. Well, I'll definitely make you like it. That I might believe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? And it's okay because Playboy told me in the 90s, that men should not be afraid of being penetrated. They shouldn't. You're the one with a prostate. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> well, I do know anatomy. Well, bully for you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can totally check out your prostate sometime. Jesus. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Feeling a little, a little warm in here. <laughs> Jeez, love. Whew. Sorry. I'll cool it down. No need to apologize. We'll start talking about Tane. How about that? <laughs> I've seen that Hitachi in your bathroom. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a conversation starter for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, why is there a Hitachi in the bathroom? I'm like, why wouldn't there be? Right. It's a perfect place. Get in the shower, use it real quick, wash off. Yeah. Guests come by, like it's readily accessible. Mm-hmm. They know it's there. Oh, yeah. Easily to clean it off before it gets used. Rock and roll. Got it. <laughs> you know, when the last person was used on was like, in the hall, in that hallway, like right outside the bathroom. Oh yeah! <laughs> like we didn't even make it to like anywhere comfortable. We're like it was just on. Oh, that's awesome! That's the best kind of sex. Well, she decided that like she didn't actually want to fuck, so it's just like vibrating on her, me, me eating her out, which was still perfectly fun. Did you at least get your nut? Nah. No. Nah. Well, some guys are weird like that. Oh, well, no. not weird. Not weird. I take that back. Poor choice of words. But a lot of men are totally content with just satisfying the woman yeah no i I would have much preferred to get my nut but it's also like i'm not about to be like you sure you don't want to fuck come on like but what about my blue balls yeah like i'll just go rub one out later like if that's not what you want to do it's been a long pandemic and i was just happy to be in the game (laughs) see i'm very weird i feel bad if i like sleep with a guy or fool around with a guy and he does not get his nut or just anyone in general if they don't get their nut i feel like i did not i don't think i did a good job i feel like everyone should be a little satisfied i mean granted there, like you said some people are just happy to make the other person happy because i have that mentality too but because i have that mentality i'm like if you don't get off like i got off i feel really selfish right now i'm wasn't looking to dive into her mentality on it. Like it was kind of an unexpected mess around in the first place. <laughs> it was just like, Oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. Hot. Cool. Yeah. Like, and we're going in and she's like, no, she's a performer. She's like, I have a scene tomorrow. I, I just don't want to fuck tonight. I'm like, Fair enough. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'm just happy to hang out and mess around. And like, that was supposed to be me the other night. I literally, not hit- with me, not with me. <laughs> he has to do the disclaimer. Just in case any of his hoes are watching. <laughs> but yeah, like I just, I was uh, with the guy that I'm kind of talking to right now. And I feel like I just kind of used him. I haven't slept with him in like two weeks because I've been working so much. It was terrible. But we finally get to fucking hang out and he didn't get his nut. And mind you, I'm like, let's just be gentle. I'm tired. Like... You know, I've I've always told him, I was like, vanilla sex is so overrated. Or not overrated, underrated. I love vanilla sex. Like, let's just fucking spoon fuck and watch Netflix, you know. But then as soon as we start fucking, mind you, he was fucking me in the ass. And I'm just like, fuck me harder. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I thought I was trying to do the vanilla thing. And then he didn't even get his nut. Even this morning, we woke up and I just climbed on top of him, got my nut. He didn't even get his. So you're sounding like a bit of a hypocrite right now, Liz. I am a hypocrite. Giant hypocrite. Huge. So, uh, audience, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think she's lying to me about like making me enjoy it? No. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, I would definitely make sure you at least enjoyed it. You won't get your nut, but you'll, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> it happens. Hey. Sometimes I'm just happy to be having sex. Aren't we all? <laughs> I and mean, there, there's definitely been times where like, you know. Sometimes, like, mid-sex is, like... Like, yep. my genitals are being touched right now. I'm happy. Yeah, generally. like, And it's it's weird. Like, yeah, younger, I definitely was like, oh, no, I, I got to get off. 
Oh, for some reason, when we're younger, I maybe it's like our hormones going crazy as being young and want to be go crazy. And it's just like, no, I have to have my nut or I'm going to go fucking. No. Now I'm just like, eh, if it happens, it happens. Well, and, you know, <laughs> blue balls are actually a thing, but it's just like, for whatever reason, if it's not happening, like I've definitely had like hyper drunk sex where it's just like, I can get it up, but I am not finishing. Yeah, exactly. Like it was good to be in the game or, you know, I've had partners where like just she wasn't feeling it anymore like well she's just like hey i'm done i'm like all right cool and it was i know in that situation she got weird about it like that i was just cool with it i'm like all right cool i'm out well it's like unfortunately because like i don't like to generalize but unfortunately there are just a lot of guys out there that would make a fuss and it's like I mean, we're still touching you. Like, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was out the door. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was at, um, she was in town shooting and it was at her hotel. And I'm like, she's like, I got to see you in the morning. I'm like, all right, cool. Later. Like, are you sure? Don't talk shit about me later. <laughs> and now we ended up hooking up again a couple of years later. So like, yes, but what I was upset about is she goes down doing the show the next day. Oh, poor thing. She probably felt... The thing is, that does happen, though. Like, sometimes, yeah, you just feel fucking terrible. Because, like, as women, we just think, like, oh, my God, I didn't make him come. What if he hates me? What if I was bad at it? What if, like, the fact that I didn't want to have sex with him makes things awkward, you know? And it's like, we have... a Women have a long history of fucking guys making us feel guilty about sex and it sucks because i get it not all men i get it but most women that's well, the problem the thing about it is like definitely my youth have been like but come on you know mine i don't know maybe it's just age and maturity and giving less of a fuck yeah definitely definitely because even now i'm just like eh, i don't even care if we have sex sometimes can we just like cuddle kiss and watch netflix i'm tired yeah I'm, I'll let you put it in slightly. Uh, yeah, I'm never at that point. I'm <laughs> like, oh, fuck, fuck, yes, fuck. Yeah. But like, once like you know, once it's on. But I, I'm also rarely in relationships, so it's just like, we doing this? We not doing this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really butt hurt either way. But it's just like, you know, let me know, and mm-hmm. then the, that's why I much more appreciate like those women who were just like, nah, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Instead of like communication right. it's truly key in everything yeah because the last thing i want to do is like oh hey we are messing around and then like the next morning you're like you got regrets or some shit like that like it happens it happens but it's like there's definitely a few people i wish i could unfuck oh I, there's definitely some people i wish i could unfuck <laughs> too. Shit, I mean, holy shit and the audience has heard about some of those stories where it's just like yeah, there's one the second guy I ever fucked. I should have unfucked. Why? What happened? Oh my god. Okay, so like my first relationship, I was like engaged. He was my first everything. I thought he was gonna be the one, whatever. Because I'd known the guy since I was 13 years old. And we got together when I was 17. So that's already four years of history knowing each other. So we got engaged when I turned 18, because we're young and in love and stupid. But, like, we broke up a year later because, like, I literally woke up one day and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Liv? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you don't want to get married right now. This is the only dick you've ever had in your fucking life, girl. Like, and also, he still lives with his mom and dad. We lived with his fucking parents. So I was like, no, wake the fuck up. 
he's a nice guy, but he's not the one. So fast forward, we're broken up. And this guy, I had a crush on this guy since I was 13 years old. Like he was the same age as my ex. Like he was a uh, two and a half years older than me. And he was one of those, like, if you've seen any sort of like cliche teenage rom-com, there's always that one guy who's like perfect and all the girls want him. And like, for some reason, he only gives you attention. Like it was one of those situations where like we were always flirty, but because I was so virginal, I just didn't think he would ever be interested in me. So I never pursued that. So fast forward, broke up with my fiance. I'm single as fuck. I'm a hoe. I've been slutted out. I'm ready for some new dick. (laughs) I need some strange in my life. So, but he asked me on like a real date. So I'm like, oh my God, he actually wants to like date me. We're in the movie theater and he's like texting another girl the entire fucking time. Like, I'm so pissed. I, like, make up some excuse. Like, oh, I have to go home. I have to, like, babysit my nephew. Like, some shit. I, like, made up an excuse to get out of there. Well, that's fucked that you have to make an excuse to get out of there. And so I'll be like, fuck you, dude. Well, like, I'm 19. I'm young. And this is, again, the second guy I was attempting to have sex with. For sure. At 19, I probably wouldn't have been like, you know, just fuck you. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I was definitely like, I gotta go. I gotta be polite about this. Yeah. But then that like later that day my ex and i for some reason got into some argument i couldn't even tell you what it was about but we got into an argument that made me decide you know what fuck him i'm gonna go fuck this dude fuck it you know and it was like it's already late but i hit up the dude anyways i was like hey i'm done babysitting i don't know if you have time but we should totally hang out you know go back to his place start making out we start knocking teeth so it's already bad but I was like, okay, I've wanted this since I was 13 years old. I'm just going to I'm gonna work with this. I'm going to try to work with this. He takes off his pants. And I swear to God, he was like this big. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Wait, wait is that small? Yeah. <laughs> so for the audio audience, because this is consumed on audio. Oh, yeah. It's like the size of a fucking like clipper lighter. That's what I'm holding in my hand right now. A clipper lighter, if anyone's familiar. Yeah, like... The ones that come with their own joint fucking packers. Do you ever know that? Did you know... You didn't know that? Let me see if I can pop it out. I have nails right now. But clippers have, like, specifically... This thing right here, Mm -hmm. the... uh, What do they call that? The flint. The flint? You can pop it out, and you use that to pack your joints. Huh. Did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. Fun fact. I don't smoke weed, so... (laughs) Fair enough. But, um, okay, so anyways, pulls out his dick, fucking clipper lighter for a dick. Right, like not even as thick as a bick. But it's the second dick I've ever had in my life, and my ex was only like seven inches, so like... Which is above average. Slightly. The U.S. average is under six inches. I know, but I mean... Yeah, porn average is over seven. I know. I'm I'm a fucking loose ass whore. What can I say? But (laughs) he pulled out this fucking clipper sized fucking penis. And like, again, I'm like, okay, it's not like my ex was huge. I'll I'll try to work with this. Like, the thing is, when I lost my virginity to my ex, it took 10 minutes just to get full on penetration because I was like, okay, go, go, go. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, go, 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 go
go, go. No, stop, stop. It hurts, stop. Like, it was like, it wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't enjoyable, you know? It does not sound like you were properly lubricated, would be my guess. I was just tiny. I'm a tiny girl with a tiny hole at the time. I mean, it's definitely bigger now, but when I'm 19, only had one dick in my life that was, you know, super skinny and shit. Like, it was a tiny pussy, okay? So I was like, okay, clipper dick, I think I can do this. <laughs> and just slides right in. And that's the, that's where the second issue came in. So obviously, I'm not on birth control at the time. So we have to use condoms. Instead of pulling out a regular size condom for his regular size penis, he pulls out a fucking Trojan Magnum. Like, it's like trying to put a trash bag over a fucking bottle. Like, just... I don't know if you can hear that, but... <laughs> For the audio audience, it's a, a magical visual. A magical visual. It's just, just dudes, dudes out there. Most of us don't need magnums. Like most of us do not need magnums. Condoms fucking can stretch over your head. Yes. A regular size condom can stretch over your head. Like and this head, head, not like Yeah, yeah. No, and this clipper dick pulled out a Trojan. <laughs> Like, it was terrible. Like, like it just, when you say it slid in, it did more than just slid in. I was scared we were going to lose the condom. <sighs> and, like, again, couldn't kiss me, tiny fucking dick, oversized condom. The only thing he was m- able to make me come with were his fucking big-ass fucking hands. Well, at least he was able to make you come. At least. But, like, the fact that, like, he kept trying to fuck me, too... Like after, I don't even know how long. I don't. I, it feels like it was a lot longer, but I'm pretty sure it was only probably like five, ten minutes. Just after a minute, I was just like, "What time is it? I gotta go. It's kind of late." And I literally left him. <laughs> it was so bad, I almost went back to my ex. Wow. I genuinely believe that. I was like, if sex like is gonna be like this for the rest of my life, I'm gonna go back to my fucking ex because at least he knew what he was kind of doing. Well, luckily you found out it's not all like that forever. Oh, yeah. College happened. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But I will say that, like, I never had a one night stand. You know, I'm not slut shaming. I'm not. You know, I I wish I had the courage to do one night stands. I'm really glad you're not because I'm right here and I've had a bunch of them. So (laughs) like, I, I don't know. I've always been the girl who's like super scared of like STDs. So it's kind of funny that I fell into porn. But well, when you when you think about it, it's obviously like the safest fucking job you can have when it comes to like, you know, STDs and shit. But like from a civilian standpoint, it wouldn't have been my first choice. I get that. I totally get that. But it is. It is. one hundred. Like I, I was hanging out with a civilian at one point and she's like, you fuck these dirty porn stars. I'm like, Girl, they're cleaner than you. They're 100% cleaner than you. I know for a fact you had unprotected sex with someone else a week before we hooked up. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. And I know you didn't get a test in between these two. What the fuck shit are you talking? Right? But like, again, like from a civilian standpoint, I was like, okay, I don't want to do a one night stands because I really, like, God forbid I got something from some fucking strange... I I think I'd kill him. I really would. <laughs> You'd never find him against one night stand. It, that too. No, I think I'd find them. I'm I, I'm a psychopath. 
<laughs> Plus, I have my family. They're just as crazy. They would find people. <laughs> and I have definitely had some one night stands with some people that I could probably never find. Oh, yeah. I hooked up with a girl in Miami, or no, a girl in Austin that was from Miami. Who her? I got her first name, never got a last name. She was staying in a hotel. I'm never gonna find that girl. Like, <laughs> I couldn't pick that girl out of a lineup at this point. Oh my god! Right, I I have a couple of those, but it's so weird. It's like the closest I've ever come to a one night stand would be like meeting a guy and hooking up with him like the same night, but then we would continue talking, like. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's not like I expected us to. I kind of expected it to be, like, not necessarily a one-night stand. I didn't want, like, complete strange. I don't want someone that I'm, like, I don't know. I didn't want to just pick up a random person at a bar. It was just, like, people that I, like, meet at a friend's party who was friends of a friend of a friend. Someone that I could actually track the fuck down. Fair enough. I mean, but the stranger at the bar is sometimes a lot of fun. Oh, I'm not denying that. <laughs> like, you know, that girl, she was part of a wedding party that like rolled into the bar I was in in Austin. And like, we ended up singing along Al Green together. <laughs> and the whole wedding party was like, we're going back to the hotel. You want to come back with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. I was there by myself. Nice. And then, you know, the her, dream. her and I went back to her room and it, like the bride was such a good friend. She rolled in like, oh, I think I left my purse in here. And like, I'm just in a towel. Like, what up? Uh, <laughs> uh, we can't find it. Like, I was drunk and didn't realize at the time that she was just checking on her friend. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, it was, the, her purse wasn't in that fucking room. <laughs> she was just making sure like. But bless her for checking on her friend. Yeah, her friend was cool. We went back to it. I should have left, like, and not stayed the night. Like, the morning was a little awkward. Yeah. But all in all, it was a good time. No. Well, I think the most awkward thing I ever did was cry after sex. I did. I remember I hooked up with this one dude, and I started crying right afterward. I waited till he left the room. <laughs> but was he coming back? Like He came back, and he had no idea. I was just crying. Okay, what the fuck happened, Liv? Oh, my God. Okay. It, like, <laughs> like he, he, um, like, I met this guy at, like, Hamburger Mary's in, like, Long Beach years, years, years ago before the old location shut down. I think they opened up a new one, but um, Hamburger Mary's. So, like, obviously, like, I'm there expecting most people to be fucking gay or, like, lesbian or just, like, not into me necessarily if they have a dick. But somehow I meet this guy, Persian, really cute, whatever. But I had also just got out of this, like, situationship with this guy I thought I was, like, so in love with. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to hook up with this guy. I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, and just have a night to myself. We hook up. Super respectful guy and everything. Like, it, it was all good. But right afterward, I felt so fucking guilty <laughs> that I start crying. <laughs> I literally, like, waited for him to leave a room. I rolled over and I just started... <laughs> shouldn't have done this <laughs> why this was so stupid comes back in his room hi how are you that was so much fun so how long did you two date we didn't even date we like talked for like a month <laughs> did you guys hook up a couple more times in that month maybe like one other time because i was like i have to like 
I, the, the fact that I cried the first time, I'm like, okay, no, do over. <laughs> like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like, I think that's the most awkward thing I've ever done. It, like, sex-wise, I think. Trying to think if I've, like, anything super awkward I've done, like, post-sex. Because that, that is a good question. Besides like, crying. <laughs> I've definitely never cried after sex. <laughs> I have definitely cried with people I've had sex with shortly thereafter, but not, like, finished sex crying. It was more like, oh, hey, we're having a super messy breakup pretty much shortly after we fucked. Oh, that's that's pretty awkward. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, actually, that was. Now that I think about it, yeah, that was. That oof. yeah, that sounds like it takes the cake. Yeah, no, that that would definitely do it. Now that I think about it, like, so like you just had ho- this hot fucking sex, and then like five minutes later, like, oh, we're breaking up. What? <laughs> oh, I'll tell the whole story. So, when I was twenty-two, I was dating a girl like that originally lived in Connecticut. Okay, and we met. Through some mutual friends that were partying in Florida, and we hooked up while we were in Florida. Uh, had a condom break, finished insider, like oh, scary, yeah, scary, scary, super scary. Especially like at twenty two, in my age bracket, like we were really taught like you have unprotected sex, you are having a pregnancy, and someone's getting AIDS. Like so, oh my god, right? So it's just like freaking the fuck out, and you know we liked each other, so we're like yeah, well, let's make let's it, a, give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. She ends up moving from Connecticut to Chicago. Okay. Like, moves in with me. It super didn't work out. Yeah, it sounds like things moved way too fast. Well, they were moved way too fast, and we were very different people. And especially at 22, like, I was ill-equipped to be a good boyfriend. Like, I wasn't out, like, you know, chasing pussy and cheating and shit. But you just don't think you were mature enough? Yeah, well, I was just not used to having someone else in my space. Mm. So I wasn't used to, like being accountable or like trying to accommodate that person in my space. Right. Like I'd roll home from work and be like, this is what I want to watch. Like Mm -hmm. without checking in with my girlfriend, like, are you cool with this? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, no, actually I'm not. Right. And she super wasn't because we weren't on the same page on a lot of things. Yikes. So that was. So then fast forward to you guys fucking. Well, fast forward to St. Patrick's day. And she's like, you know, if shit doesn't change around here, I'm going to move back to Connecticut. And I'm like, I know you. You already have your mind made up. You might as well just go. Yeah. So she goes back, moves back to Connecticut. We just start talking again. And she's like, well, I didn't say we were breaking up. I just said I was moving back to Connecticut. So I flew the fuck out to Connecticut to try to reconcile, see how make things work. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like, I had nothing really keeping me in Chicago at the time. I'm like, maybe, you know, moving to Connecticut will be the right move for me. Oof, that doesn't even sound right, but okay. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> I was definitely trick of the brain chemicals going because I had lived with this girl for a while, and like, well, know, how long's a while? Like a year, no, a few months? Fuck, no, no, a few months. Like, okay, that's not a while then. For me, at the time, <laughs> it definitely was. Fair enough. Fair like, enough. Like, hell, to this day, I think that is still the longest cohabitation I've had with a partner. Jesus, really? Oh yeah. As long as I lived with a motherfucker was like fucking two years. Well, yeah, but you were also like with a dude for four years in your first relationship. Yeah, fair enough. Actually cohabitating with someone for a month, like, or what? You're just like, oh my God, this is my space and someone's in my fucking space. Yeah, like, this is, yeah, but it was also just like, oh, but it was nice having her around all the time. And like, you know, she had a pretty good sex drive. So, yeah, there was. Well, I mean, at 22, like, what else do you do? Not much. (laughs) 
And you know, this is 2002, 2003, so like it's not like there's much oh high speed internet. Not streaming fucking Netflix. Yeah, know? no, people hardly even had cell phones. Right. I go out to Connecticut. I'm crashing with her. We hook up like my first night in town. I'm supposed to be there for a fucking week. Oof, I can't stay anywhere for longer than a week. Well, like, you know, I'm supposed to be scoping this out if this is where I want to live, uh, mm-hmm. make this relationship work, and if this is where I want to live. I feel like maybe if you did it in three days, you might have, but a week definitely sealed the deal. Oh, yeah. Well, first night I was in town, we, we ended up banging it out, and, like, shortly after banging it out, there was pretty much a goodbye bang. Like, she she broke up with me, like, and I still have, like, fucking six days in her fucking house. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, my God. That's bad. Oh, yeah, it was it's pretty fucking bad. I had some other friends that like up there. So I crashed on some people's couches for a couple days. Yeah, no, having to be stuck with someone for a week that just broke up. Oh, well, and the best part is like, I'm a, you know, I'm fucking broke at the time. Like, I don't have money to go get a fucking hotel. I'm 22. Especially in those times, you couldn't just go on the Internet and be like, OK, let's just book one right now. Right, right. You have to fucking call. Yeah, you got to call. I don't I don't have a rental car. I don't. There's no Uber. There's no Uber. Like. She didn't live in a major city in Connecticut. She was like in the So summer. you'd have to pay like a $100 cab. Yeah, it was. Oh, painful. Yeah, it was painful. pretty rough. Like I just kind of grinned and bared it for most of it. Like we bounced down to New York for a couple days. Like saw friends in New York. And I'm like, this is hell. Good Aww. to see you guys. I've honestly never been dumped. I've been rejected, but that's not the same. Yeah, but I'm not saying that I didn't deserve it. <laughs> It sucked at the time. It really sucked, especially because fast forward, like this was April. I went out to Connecticut. Fast forward to fucking May. We had a vacation booked together. Oh, no. Where to? San Francisco. Oh, Jesus. So were you going to like fly her to Chicago and go? She's going to fly herself to Chicago. <laughs> like, <pfft. laughs> but are- still, I mean, like she had to go to Chicago and then like. Yeah. You guys were going to go to fucking San Diego. Or uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, my bad. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Oh. Seats booked together. She didn't go, did she? Oh, she went. So you guys still went? Oh, yeah. We still went. (laughs) Oh, it gets even fucking worse because, like, it was like a fucking, you know, game, like, gaming convention. Like, yeah. Oh, no. So we were in, like, some nurses. Her new boyfriend met us out there. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And we had. We had booked a room together, obviously. <gasps> no, that's oh god. And like, she's like, "Can he stay here?" I'm like, "If he pays for a third of the room, I don't give a fuck." That's fair. That's fair. Just don't be fucking next to me. Oh no! no. <laughs> Did I, they? I made sure. I made sure to like they weren't bold enough to fuck in front of me. Okay. So I just cock blocked her all fucking weekend. Like, that's what she deserves. <laughs> like every fucking couple minutes, I just roll through the room. Like all my friends that were there were like. Dude, you can crash with us. Like, no, that is, this is my fucking room. Exactly. That's exactly my fucking room. <laughs> no, this is my fucking room. She wants to fuck. They can go get another room. This is my fucking room. I will. Right? I will bring a bitch back here if need be. But right, that's how you handle it. <laughs> yes, that would probably be the most awkward post-sex. Oof. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, a whole lot of drama. Whole lot of drama there. See, I'm just so zero drama. Like. I had one ex that was just pure drama. And since then, I'm like, I just can't. I can't. The The moment I even smell drama, I'm like, you know what? No, peace. Have fun. Find someone else. There's 
Plenty of fish in the sea for me. But there's a whole lot of drama in this industry at times. There really is. There really is. And it sucks because it's like, you know, you have people that are like, I'll never date someone in the industry. Well, I will never date someone outside of the industry. And it's like, it's hard on both ends. It really is. Because it's like, you date within the industry. It's like, yeah, it seems cool. They understand. But, you know, you sometimes you get into those really toxic, possessive relationships where they start telling you who you can and cannot work with. Because like, they have some beef with people or whatever. And then outside of the industry, you just get people who don't understand your job. I don't understand that the sex is just for cosmetic purposes. It's there to look good. It like doesn't... it's a performance. I am a porn performer. Like when people ask me, like, do I consider myself a porn star? No. If I was going to consider myself anything, I am a porn performer. Yes, I may like having sex, but I'm not doing porn because I like sex i'm doing porn because i enjoy the job and i enjoy being a performer and entertaining you and bringing a product that you'll like <laughs> you're like you know I, I can titillate i can do these things like not everyone can not everyone i mean can. i can fit things in my butthole you want to see that <laughs> i'm sure there are plenty of people listening that do yeah yeah hopefully many of them have already seen it yeah sometimes i can fit multiple things in there it just depends on the day I cannot before you get any thoughts in your head. <laughs> what? It was only going to be two fingers. You have like fucking talons. Okay. First of all, they are not talons. They are like rounded points. Like you can touch them right now. They are not sharp at all. At ah! All. Don't lie. Don't be a baby. Give me your hand. That's not bad, right? I mean, inside, I've fingered my vagina with in, these. Inside of me, that might be bad. Oh my goodness. You haven't even had them inside you. So how would you know? I'm guesstimating. You're guesstimating? If I can put these in my vagina, I can probably put them in your butthole. Your vagina is self-lubricating. Who I don't know that? how we... I didn't mean to get back to I this. I didn't I, say I was going to go in dry. I'll spit on it. Oh. So you're such... Such a gentleman. I am. Prepare to bite the sheets. <laughs> it's going to be one of them shows, folks. It's going to be one of them shows. <laughs> And like the last performer who we did an in-person show like literally soaked through her pants on air. So that's hilarious. No, no, not me. Not, she's like, not right now. She's like, I'm in a skirt. It won't. I'm getting air, so it's like it's drying off. You can't see, but like it, she's getting air. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Staying yeah. fresh. <laughs> well, we will stop talking about my butthole because I'm sure the audience is not interested in my butthole. Well, you never know. They might be soaking their panties right now. Well. DM me if that's the case. Only fans. <laughs> hey, I'm sure I could probably jerk off on OnlyFans for a demographic that is not the demographic that I would be looking for in my regular life. Fair enough. Fair enough. And honestly, sometimes I ask myself, like, do I really want to be showing my vagina to all these fucking weirdos? But they are paying my bills. <laughs> As I've said multiple times, I've never wanted to be a performer. Like, I, It's a hard job. We're athletes. We really are. And like... It takes like a real man and woman to like, r like, admit that they couldn't do this industry. A lot of people think they can. They think, well, I have a high sex drive. I like to fuck. I can totally do this job. Yeah. Okay. Um, pull your dick out in front of twenty of these men right now and get hard. Now. Do it while I am standing over you with a camera. Oh yeah. No deodorant. Fucking just. Bear I deodorant, thank you. Not, uh, some people, it's uh, like... I know, I know. I, like, if you really want to test a male talent out, definitely give him a bear hug with no deodorant. 
Yeah. Exactly. And tell him to stay hard. <laughs> yeah, because in private life, I can go three, four times. Like, that's happened. Mm-hmm. You put me in a set situation. You got those lights. You got the eyes. You got someone who may not actually be into you. Who may not even be into their job. Right. Because it's work. Every other job on the planet, you don't show up to work every day like, I am super feeling being here today. Right. Like, I have to tell people all the time, I may like my job, I might love being a porn performer, but there are definitely days that feel like work. 100%. Even, even doing this podcast, I love doing this podcast. I love it. I mean, I wouldn't be doing it for as long as I have, but there are definitely days where I'm like... I'm tired. I am tired. I have other shit going on. The last thing I want to do is record right now. The last thing I want to do is have to be on and try to be funny mm-hmm. and entertain my guest and hopefully entertain y'all. But I do it because it's my fucking job. Exactly. It's fucking tough. It's definitely tough. And then like trying to find a relationship on top of that, even tougher. Yeah. I mean, hell, I've talked about this on air. Like I have never been a performer, never want to be a performer. And I get discriminated against. I can only imagine how hard it is when you actually the person having sex. Right. The fact that I'm able to find anyone who's totally okay with my job is like a miracle in itself, to be perfectly honest. Like it's like. The fact that I found a guy right now who's not in the industry whatsoever like that, who, you know, has, like, he's a dad, he has his own reputation to, like, really, you know, worry about, and he's all for me doing porn. He's all for being my stunt cock in my OnlyFans. Like, loves that shit, you know? And, like, yeah, like most guys, he, like, talks about, like, a possible threesome, but it's also not all he talks about. It's not one of those, like, well, my chick does porn, so, like, she better bring a girl home one of these days. It's nothing like that. It's just more like, I would like a threesome, but if it doesn't happen, that's totally cool. So that sounds like too much work for me. A threesome? Yeah, like, it's one of those things where, like, if my partner You have to be with the right people cuz the thing is it's like I like threesomes because I like fucking a man and a woman. Devil's threesome, I just get ADD. I'm just like Okay, is he getting enough attention? Okay, what about this guy? Is he getting enough attention? I feel like my right arm is stroking way faster than my left arm. Oh, wait. Okay, maybe if I do this one faster. Oh, fuck, now I'm not doing the right. It's just too much, too much. But get me a man and a woman, it's like oh, so much chemistry. So much chemistry. Let me eat some pussy while I'm getting fucked, vice versa, you know. I don't think I've ever, like, been involved. Like, you know, I've definitely had sex with women that are confident enough to do it, but I've never, like, been involved involved with someone who is confident enough to do it. So I think that's part of it. Because, like, the last thing you want to do is, like, have a threesome and then, like, your part, your regular partner's not into it. Well, to be perfectly honest, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship and had a threesome. Well, involved with someone. Like, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Most people I have sex with, it's like, oh, hey, we we hook up for a while and like it's, you know, it doesn't. It's really... like a situation ship. Right, right. We're still trying to figure out what works for us, let alone like bringing a third party into it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be comfortable being like, oh, hey, two strangers, let's do this. Unless like it was a situation where like I gave zero fucks about both of you. like, And it's just happened to be this situation where I'm like, I have two hot chicks that want to fuck me. Right. And I better be inebriated because, like, going in sober, <laughs> my brain would be like, uh, so which one do I finish with? Like, uh. Where do I come? Yeah. Where do I come? Like. What do I do to make sure no one gets jealous? Yeah. What What are the ground rules here? And, like, especially because without fail, generally, in a threesome, 
you're going to be more, more attracted to one of the people than the other. Which happens, totally happens. And the worst thing that could ever happen during a threesome is one person feeling left out. Yeah, no one wants to be the third wheel in that situation. Oh, hell like, no. Oh, I'm plowing this broad and like you're just squeezing your tit here and there. Like, right. Like, no, I've definitely never had that happen. But that's because I just fucking love fucking people. Like, if I'm in a threesome, I'm making sure I'm eating coochie. I am making sure I am sucking dick and I'm making sure everyone's happy. Well, yeah. And that's the that's the right way to go about it. But there's enough people like you hear stories about people getting into threesomes where like the female partner's not really like mm-hmm. she's not really into girls. She was just doing it because it was like a fantasy. She's trying to fulfill for her boyfriend right. and got like some girl she was kind of comfortable with, but not her BFF because if it was her BFF, she'd probably kill her. Ugh, ugliness, ugliness. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's every male fantasy, but it's just like oh yeah, like that's also a lot of pressure if like you're planning to see these people again. Oof. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm just very fortunate that most of the people I've had threesomes with were in the industry. Actually, now that I think about it, I might have had one one night stand with like two guys. Oh, I hear, I hear a story coming on. It's kind of a story, actually. I almost actually kind of forgot about this because I was brand new to porn. <laughs> just another day in Liv's life. Well, like I was like 20 years old. I don't even know who my girlfriends were at the time, but I just remember I went to this random ass party in like Burbank or Glendale somewhere, but like just a bunch of young kids, you know, between like 18 and 21. I'm 20 at the time. So I'm like, oh, I fit in. It's the porno junior prom. It wasn't even porn people. It was like me, like two other porn chicks and a bunch of civilians. And the thing is, it's like it was one of those parties where it was like a bunch of guys, a couple average looking chicks and then here come three fucking porn chicks out of nowhere and it's like a pool party so it's safe to say we got a lot of attention that night um i'm talking to this dude he's really cute and um we decide to go into the back room and surprisingly because it's like again i'm not trying to paint men out to be like predators but it's like sometimes in those situations like most guys, would like, if a threesome were to happen, sometimes a guy just walks in and it just fucking happens. But this guy just happened to ask me, like, hey, would you be down to fuck my friend, too? And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> and the worst part is his friend not only had a bigger dick, he ended up fucking me way better. And then it got to the point where his friend just, the guy I was originally talking to, got up like not jealous like or anything but like he just got tired in the middle of sex and he was like okay i'm done have fun guys <laughs> and left me to fuck his friend what a good wingman right like the best wingman it's like <laughs> yeah i had a little fun have fun guys like the best wingman that is like i wish you got that guy's number because that guy is going to be my best friend <laughs> i should have i fucked up on that one like you are the best wingman dude like Oh, yeah, I'm going to, this girl's talking me up. I'm going to get her to fuck you, bro. And then I'm going to just bounce halfway through it so you two finish up. No one was mad. No one was mad. I was happy. I was definitely happy. The best wingman. Holy <laughs> fuck. That was the best <laughs> like, I've had, you know, homies give me, like, a layup and be like, hey, have you met Matt? Like, not, yo, so she wants to fuck you, too. <laughs> and, um... I'm going to go. So wherever you are, sir, 
We need to exchange numbers. Right? <laughs> you and I need to be friends, sir. <laughs> like, you need to wingman a lot of men from here on out. Nothing is worse in life than, like, weird, jealous friends when, like, shit doesn't go their way. Like, every guy has, like, friends that are like, oh, they're a great wingman if they have already, like... Got, like, another chick to talk to. Right. But become the worst motherfucker if you're the one getting the attention. Right, right. Like, I've had to cut a couple of those people out of my fucking life. Ew. That's the worst. I'm so glad I never had to deal with that. I'm so glad most of my girlfriends are whores. <laughs> and then, like, I can't be friends with a chick if she's not a slut. I re- I love me a trashy, slutty, sometimes even difficult. I love me a fucking troublesome chick. I, I d- like the thing is, you know, we can say all the time, like, why do guys always go for the crazy bitches? Bitch, I go for the crazy bitches. Like, I love them. <laughs> Do you want to know why we go for the crazy bitches? Do you know why? Because they're great in bed? Well, not even that. <laughs> like, that is jumping a step to getting in the sack. Like, you're generally, you don't meet a girl and, like, you're fucking within... Sometimes, I mean, it does happen. It does happen. Don't get me wrong. Well, with a normal girl, it's like you kind of get her attention, woo her a little bit, you know? Well, jump I mean, through a couple hoops. I mean, there's definitely girls I've hooked up with that were perfectly normal girls, like, in a very short amount of time. But... Crazy girls are confident. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing bothers me more than, like, some girl that, like, I'm into, and then, like, we start getting into and she's like, uh, one of my tits isn't quite the same size as the other one. Can like, we fuck with the lights off? Right, or some shit like, no crazy girls like that. Every crazy girl's like, yeah! Yes, they're fun. They're fucking fun. And then, like, you know, you're kind of mildly afraid for your life, but that's okay. Right, because that confidence extends well beyond where it should. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I, I'm assuming it goes the same way for, like, dudes. Like, yo, if you hook up with a dude who's, like, all of a sudden getting self-conscious when you're getting naked, that's got to be a fucking turnoff, right? Ugh, yeah. In fact, I'd just be like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do this. Put your clothes back on. Let's just watch a movie. Yeah. Or if a dude approaches you, like, if he's not confident. I honestly wouldn't waste my time. I really wouldn't. If that makes me shallow, I apologize. But it's like, if you don't have confidence, it's like, how how would this ever work? Yeah. How are you going to deal, especially with what you do for a living? Mm-hmm. If you're not confident in yourself, you're definitely not going to be in a secure relationship with me. Right. So the 100% confidence is key. And even if like it sucks to like encourage people to not necessarily lie, but shut your fucking mouth. Just shut up. Yes. Oh, my God. I couldn't tell you how many times people have blew it just from fucking opening their goddamn stupid mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was hooking up with a girl a couple of years back, and it was just like, we're going at it. And, like, we'd hooked up multiple times before this. But, like, while we're going at it, she's just like, you're thinking about those porn chicks, aren't you? I'm like, no. I, That's, like, the worst thing to say. I'm like, you know, I'm super not into this now. Like, like. Swoop. I mean, Fucking I, finished. Dick I, went. <laughs> I finished, but uh, yeah, it was still like afterwards. I was just like, nah, I'm not feeling this. That is a huge deal. Oh God, that would yeah no. I would it would be another one of those. We got to stop right now. Stop in. Nope, I gotta go. <laughs> it was here, so I couldn't be like I gotta go. But it, it, you could have just been like, oh shit. Uh, one of my friends had an emergency. I gotta go see them real quick. Ugh. Sorry, let's wrap this up. Let's get you home. Right, right. Like, I'm a terrible liar, but I'm good at making up excuses. And I know that's basically the same shit. Oh, 
and now is magically understanding why it's taken a couple months to get Liv back on the show. Okay, fuck off. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, my fucking holes are so used right now. <laughs> I'm fucking exhausted. My back, I'm pretty sure I have, like, major scoliosis now. Hey, you being on your back paid for fun, because I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I don't want my friend to be in pain. Let, let, let me <laughs> rephrase that. I do care about that. I don't want her to be in pain, but I'm very glad and appreciative she can take me to Fleming's. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Like, I'm glad that you put that pain to good use. <laughs> yes, I really... Putting steak in my belly. It was for me. It really was for me. I was like, I, I really want steak right now. I'm going to fucking Fleming's and getting me a steak and you're coming with. I mean, I'm happy to be plus one. It's half of my fucking career in this biz. <laughs> like, Matt, we're going to this epic party. Okay. This is my plus one, Matt. All right. <laughs> He's coming with me. Yeah. Fucking jack of all trades, basically. Eh, a few trades here and there. I, I know a He's couple. He's being things. humble. He's being humble. I know a couple things. <laughs> but yeah, for those out there, confidence is fucking key. Mm-hmm. Like, but you, you got to balance it. You can't just be cocky. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't be a complete narcissist. At least not at first. Not well, at first. Once they're hooked in, like. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. Then you can show your real colors. Yeah, that, that is. Manipulate them first, then be honest after. That is horribly toxic. Do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. Toxicas 101. Welcome to Matt's Toxic Podcast. <laughs> first, promise them the world. And then revoke it. Yes. Then not deliver on shit and live on their couch. <laughs> Send them to work every day. <laughs> Get them to buy you an Xbox. Convince them they're cheating on you when they're really not. <laughs> Act super jealous when they talk to anyone, including their friends. And family. And family. They're, I've had that. Yeah, you know, we were just doing a bit there, but I, I know people go through that shit. It's sad. It's really sad. Because like the thing is, like my ex would be that way. Like, definitely. Just like, if I showed anybody attention, it's just like, why are you talking to them? It's like, the fuck? I can't talk to you all fucking day. You're fucking drunk 95% of the time. Is this a recent ex, or? Uh, he was my last relationship, but I've been single for like six years. I mean, you know, yeah, I'll date here and there, but I haven't been in like an official relationship in like six years. And it's a good reason not to be there anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, because of him, I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to enjoy being single and slutty right now. And honestly, I've been the happiest I've been in probably my whole young adult life. It sucks because he was my best friend before porn. He was my best friend in college. And like when I got into the industry, most of the people that I thought were my friends decided to turn their backs on me because they didn't support me. And he was the only person that like stuck by me. He was just like this wannabe drunk frat boy. And he was like, I don't care if you do porn. So I was like, yeah, I still have a friend. (laughs) Do you think, you doing porn made his drinking worse or? No, he no, really he was always care? an alcoholic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, like, no, my my job had nothing to do with his alcoholism. <laughs> well, that's good that you recognize that too. Like, it's, it'd be horrible if you're like, well, I don't think he did it, but it didn't help. Like, oh, yeah, no, he's pure alcoholic through and through. <laughs> like, he's had liver disease since he was 21 and we're both 29. 
How's he still alive? Honestly, I ask that question every fucking day because he looks like shit. Oh, I thought you were asking that question like, seriously, how is he still alive? No, I- genuinely. I really don't understand how he's still alive. <laughs> like that, like he's, he's had liver disease since he was 21 and refuses to get sober. Yeah, that's wild. That's fucking crazy. Like, I just, I have no excuses for him. He's just a genuine alcoholic piece of shit. <laughs> well, thankfully he's not in your life anymore. Thank God. And ever since breaking up with him, my standards for men have been up here. And thank God the men that I've been with have been, like, way past that. Like, it's actually surprising the kind of men I've been pulling. I'm like, I don't deserve these men at all. <laughs> Well, I know you've mentioned a couple of them off air, and we're not going to bring it up because mm-hmm. it's it's not you know suitable for us to air on. It's not, unfortunately, but maybe later in the future, maybe like when I'm like forty years old and these people are like mildly irrelevant, then I can tell these stories. I love that. I love the fact that you think I'm going to be alive when you're forty. Oh, shut up! I'm thirty now. Well, I'm going to be thirty in like a few months. Yeah, and I'll be fucking 50. And you think you're going to be dead at 50? I didn't think I was going to be alive at 40. Oh my goodness. I'm going to make sure you're going to live till you're 50 just so I can tell these stories on the air. How about that? Oh my God. We'll be doing the show for like fucking 15 We're years. We're going to have to strap you to like a bunch of machines. <laughs> I'll be like fucking Darth Vader. Like, so live. Tell me about these dudes that you saw in the early 2020s. <laughs> Well, I know I, it was some A-list Well, shit. I would tell you that after doing mushrooms with one of them, I found out that this one guy likes to do costume changes. Costume changes. So, okay, let me explain. Please. Because apparently this is a normal thing with him. Like, like I was hanging out with like him and his friends and shit, and his friends were like explaining to me like, oh, he does this every time he gets fucked up. <laughs> the first outfit is called the front cape. The front cape is when he gets a towel and ties it around his neck like a front cape and walks around butt fucking naked. Like he's just in a sauna or some shit. Right, exactly. But he's in front of friends. We tend to get naked in front of friends in saunas. It happens. But we're not in a sauna. I know. That's why I was just comparing like, he just thinks he's in a sauna right now. Got it. (laughs) He is a character. But yeah, the first outfit is the front cape. And this is like his most popular outfit, apparently. (laughs) like that's just a weird power dynamic like hey friends if we hang you're just gonna see my dick (laughs) and there ain't shit you can do about it because i'm famous right exactly like i've literally fucking seen this guy butthole and tasted it but anyways (laughs) well yeah you're intimate with him that makes sense (laughs) like there are very few of my friends i've seen their penises that don't work in the industry like yeah and this guy straight up but naked in front of all his friends how many of these friends are his employees None. Okay, well, that's like, And they're all, like, uh, like eccentric people. Like, they're not, like, all, like, movie stars or anything. Like, one was a yogi. The Her boyfriend was, like, some, like, wannabe music producer or whatever. Like, and then, like, another guy was, like, an architect and, like, just random, random jobs. Nothing to do with, like, the, like, film industry at all. But, I wasn't even admit he was an actor, but a little late but too late anyways we're not saying names we're not saying names. no no definitely not like who what porn star hasn't fucked a celebrity but anyways but okay front cape 
Second outfit, he disappears because, like, he also happens to be a really talented musician. He disappears. He comes back in a Target. And I know it's from Target because I ended up buying the same romper for someone else. A fucking Target fucking uh, American flag romper. Like, I'm pretty sure a bunch of people have seen those. But fucking American flag romper. Red, white, and blue feather boas. uh, Fucking sunglasses and a cowboy hat from one of his movies that he's done this reminds me of like an elton john outfit that's exactly what he looked like and he was playing the piano singing fucked up like it was it was comedy but like this guy is high on mushrooms he's drunk off his ass he's playing the piano like elton john and then he moves to his fucking drum set and i'm like is there anything this fucking asshole can't fucking do (laughs) Like, and he's fucked up. Like, this guy is a character. Then he disappears again. And he reemerges in a red and black Reservoir Dog baseball shirt. Like, with the buttons and stuff. His sunglasses, cowboy hat, and nothing else. Complete shirt cocking it. Straight up Winnie the Pooh. Like, he's walking by his friend, like, with the boyfriend lifts up his shirt. But... And apparently the day before I flew into town to like hang out, he was like, apparently he was doing mushrooms all fucking weekend. Like he was fucked up. But apparently <laughs> the day before I came in, him and his friends were like fucked up doing mushrooms and drinking whatever. He disappears and reemerges in a fucking sumo outfit. So I, I was a day late for that. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> but, but, but our first day when it was just me and him fucked up and like doing mushrooms together, we were running around in fucking onesies. He made me give him a strip tease in a cow onesie and he was a donkey. I don't think that works in the animal kingdom. Like, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that's against God, God's law right there. Like, I, I think God would not permit that on the ark. Well, there, there's a reason where sluts are going to hell. <laughs> Well, if anything is uh, shown by Little Nas X's videos on a pole with some fabulous boots. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If if that's hell, I want to be there. Oh, I watched that video a hundred fucking times. I love that video so much. <laughs> I just love how angry it made people. And it makes no sense why people got so angry. Well, uh, like... There are way more offensive music videos. If you watch any single fucking, like metal hardcore metal video you're going to be offended so why are you offended by lil nas sliding down a pole from heaven to hell well honestly like the two biggest musical controversies in the last year are that and wap yeah are like is america just upset with african-americans showing like sexuality but it's like not not even it's like you can be a heterosexual african-american rapper and talk about sex and it's like to the windows to the walls to the sweat drip down my balls all these bitches crawl all skeet skeet motherfucker as we get just pulled from every platform like (laughs) but it's like we had that music growing up we had way worse but because we have a couple female rappers that are talking about their wet ass pussies. It's offensive all of a sudden. Like, I'm sorry, that's some gay shit right there. <laughs> I know. It's... And it's not even Lil Nas gay. That's like unacceptably gay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, oh, hey, women and, you know, gay people are not allowed to enjoy sex, apparently. Apparently not. Apparently not. Only heterosexual cis men. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Because it's like, also, it's like, not that I love Billie Eilish. I love her. But you look at her music video for 
all good girls go to hell? Like, it ends with her literally in hell on fire with a bunch of, like, dancing naked silhouette women. In hell. It's literally saying all good girls go to hell. Like, and you're mad because Lil Nas is basically making a song about the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the harassment, the, 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 not the prejudice that he faces being a gay African-American man. Hell, I think a lot of people probably got upset with that video without hearing a single fucking lyric of it. Exactly. Exactly. They just saw the music video and they lost their shit. Right. They just saw the imagery. If that was a B-side or even the single with no fucking video with it, it probably wouldn't have stirred much controversy. No. In fact, people would probably be praising it because it's a good song. Like, it's a short song, but it's a good song. It's just, it's wild to like, who gives a fuck about what he, two consensual adults do? Who gives a fuck? Like, why is it your business? It's not. But that's the thing. People want to make it their business. They want to be involved. Well, I mean, but that's also the same reason, like, celebrity gossip culture. And we we eat it up. We really eat it up because it's like, we love to, like, know what someone else is doing. We're a bunch, we're a generation of chismosas. Uh, I think it's just human existence. It's not just this generation. (laughs) Just the information is more readily available in this generation. And now we feel entitled to it. Yeah. Like. Oh, you're really famous? You're not entitled to privacy or having a private relationship. Oh, no, no. We got to know every fucking thing about you, which is a little hypocritical because I do ask everyone everything fucking about them. <laughs> like, I'm literally having you on air to be like, oh. But I have a choice. I have a choice as to what I release and, like, what information goes out there. You're not following me around in the bushes with a camera fucking well, documenting every fucking moment well, of my life. not anymore since you caught me. Well, I mean... You were scaring the neighbors. My bad. Next time, be a little bit more discreet. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I thought dressing up like a deer, they'd never catch me. It's just wrong part of the state. Maybe NorCal. NorCal, it would have worked. It would have. It would have. But also, then I got to worry about mountain lions, and like that's a problem. And There's mountain lions here. Oh, oh, my God. There was a mountain lion on my set like a few weeks back. Holy shit. Straight up a fucking Bell Canyon area. Like, it was a brand new location I've never been to. And like, you know, it was a nice house and everything, gated community, but it's like up in the hills and stuff. And the makeup artist was telling me a story of how one morning she came in with like another model. I think it might have been Eliza Ibarra. And like, they were saying that like, they went outside and they saw something moving next to like the bushes near like the back of their yard and it was a fucking mountain lion. Does this set have a, like a doctor set in it? No. Okay. I know which one you're talking about, but no, not that one. Okay. Cause that one's way up in the hills too. Yeah. 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 But I don't think that has like a backyard like that. I don't know. I didn't really fucking go outside. Oh, fair enough. But no, not that one. <laughs> okay. I was just curious. I'm like, Oh, I was just on that side. Like close to that area though. We're not going to give away where porn sets are people. Don't no. worry. <laughs> that was just like oh hey was that the set i worked on in december like the one on this street at this address and you press this code to open the gate <laughs> right and yeah no we're not we're not doxing where people shoot porn people. Uh, personally i don't want you guys to walk in during me getting anal fucked hell she doesn't want to post pictures of where we were at dinner while we were there no because people are crazy oh i know i know i i I respect your, you know, security, your, your sec ops. I like. Because, uh, like, 
I've 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 been to Universal Studios with like friends and stuff and had people like follow us around the park because they knew we were there. So I'm like, yeah, I wait till I'm like not somewhere because it's so funny because I couldn't tell you how many times, especially when I'm traveling, if I'm like, I've been to like Nashville, North Carolina, I've been to Texas recently, I've been to a lot of places, like since being back at work. But I couldn't tell you how many times I'll post like a picture and they'll be like, you're in my town, let's link up, where are you hanging out? And it's like, you're a fucking crazy person if you think I'm going to give out my information. Also, I'm not even in the same city or state anymore for a reason. Oh, see, if I were you, I'd just start fucking with people. Like when you went to Universal, I'd post pictures from Disney. Uh-huh. Like while you're at Universal, like having a great day at Disney and like get motherfuckers to run to Disney. And pay. I have Disney photos. <laughs> yeah, get motherfuckers to run to Disney, pay for the day pass. To oh, try to fucking find idiots. I'm, I should start trolling people like that. I that'd really be hilarious. Should. Liv, I couldn't find you at Disney. It was like, cause I was at Universal, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I'm glad that you just spent I, like $250 to try to find me. You fucking idiot. <laughs> and then how much on parking? Right. Like that was like a $500 day for you to try to find me. Yeah. Dumb. Just to find me. Yep. It's oh. like, you might as well just invest in meeting me at AVN. You'd actually meet me. Yeah. And get a signed 8 by 10 in a picture. And maybe even touch my ass. Don't make promises like that. Hey, I charge. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was free. <laughs> Still cheaper than a day at Disney. Still cheaper than a day at Disney. So it's like, just be smart. Invest wisely. If you want to meet me, come to AVN. Well, like, actually, a whole weekend pass at AVN is like cheaper than like two days at Disney. When you think about it, fuck yeah. No, it really just like just the math of it. Like it, yeah. It, well, that's so wild. <laughs> like that that thought had never crossed my mind. It's Disneyland for adults. Yeah. Just oh. without the roller coaster. Uh, if you're doing it wrong. <laughs> wrong mean, hotel. Yeah, if you really want to go to a roller coaster, just go over to New York, New York, yeah. ride, ride real quick, come back. I've always wanted to go on that roller coaster, and yet I've never been. It's broken half the time. Is it really? Oh, half the time that motherfucker. Okay, shut maybe down. I don't want to go. It's on that fun. Thing. I've been on it. You've been. On it? I've been on it. But I don't know if I want to be on it if it keeps breaking down. I don't know. I mean, maybe they fucking fixed it up in COVID. I don't know. Fair enough. Who knows? But it, like, just half the time I'd roll into New York, New York, they'd be like, "It's offline." But I've definitely ridden it when it was working, and it was fun, and it was like worth doing you know rides i won't fuck with are the ones on the fucking stratosphere nor yeah that that's just- that's insane to me y'all mm-mm, mm-mm. the one that like is like a fucking seed and it just goes and like looks over the edge and like tilts oh hell no I i've would- done that one no i can't i don't even like going up there half the time like i'll go up there for the sky bar because i think the sky bar is like super dope and like the restaurant's kind of cool Oh, you you couldn't pay me to go on any of those rides. You could not pay me. Nope. Even just thinking about it. Nope. I definitely did that one in like 2004. But I didn't have the one where like you bungeed off the side at that point. That's the one that's like, whoa, no. I am not putting my life in the hands of some fucking And you have to sign a waiver. Of course you do. It's Vegas. fuck that. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't fuck with heights. I don't. I don't. Uh-uh. Never, never going skydiving? Fuck no. Fuck no. I can go the rest of my life without ever going skydiving. Like, I didn't even realize, apparently, I disassociate when I go on planes. Really? I, I didn't even know, like, I never thought of myself being the person that disassociates. I didn't even know disassociating was a thing. Not that I'm invalidating, you know, mental health, of course, but it's like, you know, 
because I remember I was telling this like my like about how I get on planes. Well, like, no, no, I, tell the audience. I want to hear like the whole story. Well, it's not much of a story. It's just more like I remember talking to another girl about how I get massive like extreme pre-flight anxiety because like being on planes just freaks me the fuck out. Like sometimes a bad nap i'll wake up forget where the fuck i am and just start hyperventilating like i just i do not like flying i do not like i don't care how much training a pilot has i just feel like everybody's human and mistakes happen and god forbid i'm in a plane when a mistake happens statistically it's safer than i know statistically i know like i also have a fucking irrational fear of megalodons doesn't make me any less afraid of them for sure for sure i'm I'm not invalidated trying to invalidate your fear here i'm just like throwing facts at you to hopefully like like they they help like they get me on the plane they definitely do but like with all the flying i've ever done my word to the wise is you have nothing to worry about till the flight attendants look worried Oh, I don't even look at them. <laughs> I don't. I'm well, just... they are—they are the best gauge of shit. They really on. are. They really they, are. You got to remember, they're on planes all, all the, the time, time. all right. day, every day. Right. If they look worried, that's when you're like, mm, "Shit's going wrong here." Like, did you know I was like on my way to North Carolina this past weekend? I was on a plane during the tornado. I did not know that. We had to do an emergency landing because of the tornado. Well, sure. I freaked the fuck out, but I didn't even know until we landed. And like, the thing is, I just happened to be sitting next to the flight marshal and like, which is funny because like he was totally staring at my fucking nipples the entire flight. <laughs> he mansplained to me how to use the fucking air and like, I'm already freezing and I'm like, mind you, I'm wearing like this like crop top titties hanging out, whatever. My shirt's not zipped up. My sweater's not zipped up. So I'm like, Sir, don't tell me how to use the air. <laughs> like, do I look like I need air? No, I'm trying to have less air here. He's thinking that you need some more air. He's he like, was thinking I needed some more air. Yeah, he's like, it's got to be real cold for you, girl. Like, cut that glass. Cut that glass. <laughs> but anyways, like, he was the flight marshal because I noticed, like, he kept, like, engaging with the, like, flight attendants. And, like, I was, like, listening to the things he was saying. And I was like, oh, that's the flight marshal right there. So like I'm so we're grounded because like at first I was like, oh, we're already in North Carolina. That was kind of faster than I thought. But we were actually in South Carolina and like Greenville or something for emergency landing. The the flight attendants tell us, oh, we needed a land for to refuel. So I'm like, okay, that's a normal response. No, it's not. To me, it was. To me, it was. With the amount of flights you have under your belt, that was a normal response. Okay, the thing is, I'm not thinking. Like, I don't know. I think of like them like cars. Like, sometimes you got to stop and refuel. I'm a little disappointed. Like, I'm a little disappointed. Don't judge me like that, okay? I'm not judging. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a little disappointed because, like, you fly a lot. And, like... Well, I thought we were just landing in North Carolina. I didn't realize we were landing in South Carolina. Well, Greenville and, and, if, and if someone tells me we're landing to get gas, I'm just going to take it for what they're telling me. Fair enough. Greenville, South Carolina is... All- Honestly, a short drive from Charlotte, North Carolina. It really was. It really was. Like, when we got off, we were, like, 15 minutes away. I'm surprised it even took that long. Yeah, exactly. But, like, anyway, so, like, I was just like, oh, we needed a refuel. Okay, sure, whatever. I took it for what they said. But then the flight marshal shows me his phone, and he shows me the tornado that's ripping through the fucking East Coast. And I'm like, this is why we're grounded? Like, we had an emergency landing because we were close to a fucking tornado? Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, 
oh my god i have like one more fucking like no i actually have two but like vegas doesn't necessarily count but i have another work trip coming up and i think after that i might take a break from flying <laughs> look how how well they fucking handled it yeah and if you weren't next to marshall you wouldn't have never known anything was wrong i would not have known at all right. i would have just like i said i would have just figured oh we're just getting gas yeah my ass would have been like this ain't right. I'm not a suspicious person. Well, I'm I, I'm mildly gullible because I'm just like, okay, live. I was kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am <laughs> a suspicious person, and I also have a lot of miles under my belt. So it's like, nope, planes don't leave with the, not enough fuel. They actually very much calculate the weight on how much fuel they need to get to where they're going. It's very much a thing. So yeah, that's why once I realized we were emergency landing because of a tornado, I was freaking out. I think I was better off just being ignorant i really wish i didn't know <laughs> yeah i was on a flight it's gonna be in 2014 like uh fucking western colorado like it wasn't even into denver it was into like somewhere in western like grand junction colorado like where no one goes yeah like the only reason you'd end up in the city because it's on the other side of the cotton you know the great continental divide is on the other side of the rocks you know, like is you're passing through to go to utah or the west coast like it's the plane was literally doing like this as we're coming down. Oh, I hate that. The flight attendants definitely looked panicked. And the captain was even like, we may have to divert. Oh, hell no. I would have died. I would have had a heart attack and just died in my seat. This one actually bothers me. This one, because like normal turbulence when you go up and down a little bit, like. Well, that's normal because it's like. <laughs> right. Or even if like you have bad t- turbulence. But when you're like. Well, when it was side to side, like it wasn't even like. Oh, so. It, oh, hell. No. Yeah, it was like it was like coming down side to side. It was just like that's not a feeling I've ever felt in a plane before. That's not right. That's not right. Oh, oh hell no. And they almost diver- one of my coworkers was flying in a different flight right after me, and he almost got diverted back to fucking San Antonio like twice because it was just like we don't know where the fuck to land. But yeah, that's why I thought when we were like in Greenville, we were like in North Carolina because we like we had a like. He, uh, what he what he we had to um what's the word I'm looking for I'm circle. not articulate not just circle but like not detour but like we just kept like we a just, holding pattern what whatever it was we just kept driving in circles before we landed in fucking South Carolina that's why I just figured like are we did we like go off course are we trying to like re you know do our course so we can land properly in north carolina like that's why i figured like oh i guess we're already landing short flight cool well shorter flight not that much shorter but early flight you know and it's like no no emergency landing because of a fucking tornado you were none the wiser so like if something like that equivalent had happened in a car you'd definitely be aware of it oh my god i don't even like if there was a major tire blowout or some shit on a car you're painfully aware of it yeah yeah. The part of the reason that like flying is so fucking safe is they have established checklists and it's just not like one guy going down the checklist. No, it, it's a team of people. Right. And they don't have to remember this. This is what I have to do. They go, okay, step one. You know, if this is your first day flying or your thousandth day flying, you still go down a physical checklist and check things off. So your human fallible human brain doesn't forget about it mm-hmm. i have done hundreds of these shows and occasionally i still forget shit yeah because we're human right but that's why i'm that's why fucking flying scares me because i think people are human and accidents happen but that's why they've set up redundancies mm-hmm. where 
Where it's like, no, we have a physical checklist, so you don't fuck this up. Right. And Which I understand still scares the fuck out of me. You have two people with a lot of experience. You have very sensitive equipment that like, oh, we can't take off because that door can't. Like, I've had flights delayed where like they couldn't secure a bathroom door, so they wouldn't the plane wouldn't leave the ground. And that's actually pretty safe. Yeah. That's thorough. Right. That's how thorough this shit is. Versus like, you know, my car had a low tire pressure light going when we were driving back from dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's fine. It's good. Like, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Like, you know, under a quarter tank of gas, we'll be fine. We'll make it. We'll, be, like, we'll make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many people haven't seen their gas on empty and been like, you know what? I can make it another couple miles. Right. <laughs> Pilots ain't fucking around like that. Like, my family, like, my mother will be like, oh, we're on empty. I'll just coast. <laughs> right. Pilots ain't fucking around like that at all. Well, plus, it's like, if something happens, don't they have to, like, go to court and everything? Yeah, there's a whole to do. Like... If shit goes sideways, there is a whole like, fucking to-do. Uh-huh. Who wants to be responsible for killing a couple hundred people? Ugh, not, not me, that's for sure. Right. I don't think most people who were like airline pilots got into this and be like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to kill 300 people. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hate flying. I still hate it. I still hate it so much. <laughs> So I miss it. I miss flying as much as I used to. I miss getting trashed in sky lounges. I miss being in first class. I didn't even tell you this. And this weekend was also the first time I ever been pulled aside and checked for a bomb. Bomb ass pussy. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> I, like I, I heard the thought coming in my brain and just rolling out of my mouth. I'm like, this is gonna be horrible. This is gonna be. I'm but no, like this. Oh my god, this whole weekend was almost a shit show for me because like I was supposed to fly from Burbank, but I ended up having to fly out of LAX because TSA made me miss my flight. Because like I go through the, the scanner, whatever, all good. But like the thing is, I'm a tiny girl. I lost a little bit of weight, so I just happened to be wearing pants that were like slightly too big. So they saw space in my pants. And I'm like, okay, you can check me, whatever, pat me down, whatever. They get the swab. They don't swab my hands for whatever reason. I don't know what they swabbed. I don't know if she swabbed her own hands or something. But, like, apparently it made the machine go off. And, like, in my head I'm thinking, because, like, I know that it's supposed to, like, test for, like, chemicals and stuff. Right. But obviously, like, I don't make bombs. So I'm like, oh, my God, do I have drugs on me? I don't do drugs, but oh my God, do I have drugs on me? Like, I'm freaking out because I'm like, what if, I don't know. I'm all thinking of all these like irrational things because I'm like, what can I possibly have that I forgot? You know, what could I possibly have to be? Just this 45. <laughs> Just this 40. Oh, no big deal. That's normal. But <laughs> dead serious. When I did armed security, one of my coworkers forgot his fucking revolver in his carry on. <gasps> got caught bringing it through at O'Hare and it was a fucking thing. Oh, geez. That's scary. But yeah, no, like I had nothing. I had nothing. But like, apparently the thing is, um, I found out later on that their machines are so sensitive that like, you know, they, they can pick up the littlest, littlest, littlest traces of things. And you know what they picked up? Glycerin. You know what glycerin is in? Lube. Hand sanitizer. Oh, or lube. Or oh. lube, but hand sanitizer. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You Middle of the pandemic. Miss my fucking flight because of fucking glycerin. I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. Sorry, I had to like back up from the mic so I don't yell into it. But I was pissed. 
Because, like, even the TSA chick that was, like, checking me, you know, she was very polite, very apologetic. Like, like, because the thing is, she was like, would you like to go into another room? I'm like, nope, check me right here. <laughs> like, because I have nothing. Like, God forbid you pull out a fucking joint, okay? Like, I don't know. Maybe I forgot it. But, like, check me Well, right even here. they pull out a joint, TSA and LAX and Burbank can't do shit about that. Yeah, exactly. But literally, I, I was just like, I'm all thinking like, did I really like forget like drugs, non-existent drugs in my bag, even though I don't do them? Like, yeah, I like mushrooms every now and then, but I don't even microdose. Like that's like once in a blue moon type of thing. But yeah, like I was freaking out because I've never been pulled aside like that. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you forget like liquids in your bag and they have to pull you to that little thing and check your bag real quick but i've never been pulled aside personally because i set off the machine because i had space in my fucking pants i was like what the fuck is supposed to be there i'm fucking 411 100 pounds soaking wet and i just had a stomach bug that made me fucking lose weight so i apologize that my pants are a little baggy you fucking misogynistic prick oh that sucks did they at least be like we'll pay for your nope they didn't pay to get you. They literally early. heard my name going over the intercom. Paging so and so needs to get to gate A seven. And if you've been to Burbank, you know A seven is at the very fucking end of the fucking terminal. Yep. So I'm like, they're calling my name. They're just like, yeah, we'll have you out of here in like a couple minutes, no problem. So I'm like, okay. And obviously they're like, she's good. She, you can let her go. I sprint down the hallway just to get there when they close the doors. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, TSA held me up. And they're like, no, sorry, you can't get on. But we can get you another flight from LAX because we have no more coming out of Burbank. So I'm like, fuck me. And they're like, and you're on your own to get to LAX. Yeah, pretty much. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's absolute fucking bullshit. I was pissed. Like, I almost canceled my whole trip because I was so pissed. Understandably so. Because at least, like, if you're going to fuck me like this, you should at least be picking up my Uber down to LAX. Right, but it wasn't until the next fucking day anyways because there was literally no other flights leaving until the next day. And like the one out of Burbank that I was supposed to be on was the only straightaway one. Ugh. Yeah, they royally fucked me. So fuck Burbank TSA and their fucking machines. Even though I definitely still prefer your airport. No Sky Lounge, I prefer LAX. <laughs> I it may be a pain in the dick to get to, but the Delta Lounge is self-serve. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. $50 day pass, as much whiskey as I can drink before they get me out of there. Oof. Okay. I'm going to have to look into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in all fairness, it's like the flight was paid for me. So, like, and that happens in porn. You know, a lot of, like, producers and stuff will just pay for your flight. So, it's like, you get what's given, basically. Beggars can't be choosers. But it was such a shit show. Such a shit show. Like, I've had less problems going through TSA, like, internationally. Even though my story through Heathrow is probably, like, the scariest one I've had. Oh, I want to hear this. Because um, I decided to be ballsy and travel with my vape pen, my weed pen. Super ballsy, especially internationally. Yeah, it's uh, really a crime elsewhere. Yeah, so I was... Oh, my God. I was definitely taking... Okay, okay. So I'm coming back through Heathrow. So somehow I managed to, like, go through all of Europe not being caught with my fucking vape pen. and But I'm going through Heathrow, and if anyone's ever been through Heathrow, you know that they're very, very, very anal about liquids. Like, even your makeup. Like, they'll have to, like, you know, individually bag it. And, like, I had, like, my makeup bag with me, so they, like, had to, like, individually bag, like, little liquids, like the eyeliners, the 
mascara, etc. That's where I was hiding my weed cartridges. Because I was like, no one's going to look in my makeup bag. They're just going to look at makeup and be like, fuck no. But it's Heathrow, so they were like individually bagging my shit. The guy finds my cartridge. And mind you, it's still in the box. So it says it's weed. Yeah, it says cannabis on it. So I'm looking at him and I'm sweating bullets. He looks at it, puts it back as if he's never seen it. But then, because I have these little like luggage organizers, he finds my bag of panties. (laughs) And he looks at him, looks at me, looks at them, looks at me. I'm just staring at him and I'm like kind of slowly starting to shake my head. And he's like, I'm sorry, man, but I'm going to have to check your bag. <laughs> and I'm, at this point, I'm just like, you know what? If you have to reach your hand into my fucking panties for me to get through this goddamn airport, so fucking be it. Because I could possibly be in prison right now. Have fun, sir. <laughs> Take one as a souvenir. It's cool. Right. Whatever you need, sir. As long as you don't know what cannabis means, that's all that matters. Oh, I'm pretty sure he knew what cannabis means. No, I know. Means. I mean, I'm like, as long as he doesn't know what cannabis means. Like, it could have just been tobacco or nicotine or whatever. But no, it straight up said cannabis on it. And he saw it. He looked at it, right at it, and put it back. And, like, the thing is, you know, knock on wood, I have such stupid luck with cops. Stupid, stupid luck. Like, I'm pretty sure I should have also have a DUI at this point. Not from drinking, from smoking. But that's because when I was be- when I was a Starbucks barista, <laughs> um, I used to have this like little mini bong that I would take to work for me with me. And the thing is, like all my coworkers, my boss knew I smoked because the thing is, when I was like stoned on the job, I was a goddamn robot. <laughs> I was the best fucking burrito uh, barista. You were the ever. best burrito ever. Best burrito ever. But no, I was like the best barista ever when I was like stoned off my ass. So I, you know, clock out, shifts over, get in my car. I fucking rip one real quick and then I head home. And um, on my way home, there's this one stretch of road, you know, it's 35 miles an hour. But, you know, I usually did like 50 to 60 because it's like a long stretch of road, no side streets, no nothing. And nine out of 10 times, there's no one there. That day, there just happened to be a cop with a speedometer hanging out. Whoops. And mind you, I was also driving like this little rinky dink fucking 91 Chevy Prism. So it was like a bucket. So I'm like, fuck, you know? So I pull over. Again, I'm high as a kite, but I'm still in uniform. I have my sunglasses on. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm like mildly freaking out. And, you know, I hate to also admit this, but, you know, being in the civilian world and on the struggle bus, I also didn't have a registered vehicle. Oops. Oh, my God. It was all bad. All bad. So the the cop comes to my window, super aggressive, like, give me your license, you know. And like, I'm like, "Ah." I'm like shaking in my seat. I get my license. I'm surprised he didn't ask for my insurance. But like, I give him my license. He goes back and he's back there for a good minute. And the thing is, I had just smoked in my car. There's no way he does not smell the weed. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, he knows I'm high as shit. How many years ago was this? This was like, I was like 24, 25 around there. So it was like four or five years ago. Well, that is before we actually had laws on the books about smoking in your yeah, car. Yeah. So, so it's like I could have gotten a DUI. They didn't specifically make smoking in your car illegal. I oh. still that you still would have gotten a DUI though. 
yes, you could have gotten a DUI if they could have proved you were intoxicated, but it wasn't specifically illegal to smoke in your car. Oh, right, right. But it's like, the thing is, it's like, I don't know. I, I just felt like he would have known. Like, Wait. my car reeked. Like, the thing is, like, if you if you smoke weed, you know, you can smell when someone recently smoked. You can smell. Well, I agree. I, I agree. But I'm just saying what he could prove in court. Which is fair. But, okay. But this is what happened. This is what happened. He's back there for a minute. And he comes back to the car and completely 180s. He's like, here's your license. I'm going to take it easy i'm gonna shave some miles off your ticket the thing is you were doing 60 and a 35 that's really bad but i'm gonna make it like 40 45 so to save your wallet i have a son your age and i can see you're just trying to get home but please you know just take it easy next time so i'm just like okay okay (laughs) shaking in my seat like okay i get home and i'm just like how the fuck did i get out of that and I, I nearly shit myself when I look in my passenger seat because my bong is right there in my passenger seat. Yeah, that's a probable cause. So tell me I do not have good luck with cops. I wonder if he recognized you. He's like, maybe this is how the Oh, no, are. there was no way. There was, was no, no way. way. There was no way. Like, I, I was in Starbucks uniform with, like, the black hat, you know, hair tie, my big-ass fucking sunglasses, you know, black polo pants. Every, like, you could you not You could have been a super me. fan. You never know. No, no. There's no way. <laughs> Even though I have been pulled over by those cops, which is another story in itself. Oh, I... Oh, God. <laughs> you can't just be like, oh, that's another story anyway. Okay, okay. This story. So, like, um, same car, unregistered, but I had just gotten back into the industry from my break. And um, I had a bunch of my lingerie in the back seat. And the thing is, it's like, I just know men's looks. I know the looks. So we're exiting off of um, DeSoto of the 118 in the valley. And there's cops right there, like, you know, posted. Because, like, you only really go south. Like, you don't go anywhere else. You just make a left turn and go on. But I, I'm there with my girlfriend. Not my girlfriend, but, like, my homegirl. And... I see these cops eyeing us and I was like, I'm about to make this left turn and they're going to pull us over. Watch. We're about to get pulled over right now. <laughs> what do you know? Make that left turn. Whoop, whoop. And I'm like, fuck. Because <laughs> if, th- if they're doing their job, we're going to lose this car. <laughs> but like, I'm like, but I'm just like, okay, let's just play it chill. I seen the looks. I, I know why they pulled us over. And this is how I knew they were full of shit. They come up to the window. You know why I pulled you over? No, officer, I don't. Um, one of your brake lights isn't working. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Oh, really? I didn't notice. I'll have to go get that fixed. Can I please see your license? Yeah, yeah, here's my license. Um, can I also see her license? Why do you need her license? It's standard procedure. No, it ain't. But he looks in my back seat and he's like, you live in your car? Like a little bit concerned. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I do not live in my car. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is my work stuff. And he was like, what do you do? I'm a model. And he was like, of the Chatsworth kind. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I am. And he looks at my ID and he's like, is this name Googleable? <gasps> I'm like, no, sir, it's not. We use stage names. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so what your stage name was? No. <laughs> because get this. 
So um, gets our IDs, you know, runs our information. Obviously, we're fine. Let's us go. We get to the mall and my homegirl, she's, you know, she's just like, before we go in, let me let me check the backlights real quick. What do you know? They're fine. Right, right. <laughs> like, just to prove our point, like, I knew exactly why we were going to get pulled over. And then later on that evening, she and I both get this message on Snapchat. Hey, remember me? I was one of the cops that pulled you over today. <laughs> and your proper response is, my premium snap is... Oh, my God. I don't even remember what I said. I really don't. It was just... I did make a new fan that day, though. Definitely made a new fan. How he found my Snapchat, I have no fucking idea. wonder if you snapshotted your ID and then, like, go- like did a Google image search of your ID photo. <gasps> Maybe. That's devious. <laughs> well, that... I don't sound weird now at the moment. No. <laughs> like, Slayer, why did that idea immediately come to your head? Like, uh. You're just an evil genius. That's why. Well, and a private investigator for a number of years. So that too, that too. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I have like these random ass cop stories where it's like, I definitely should have been arrested. Thank goodness I'm not, you know, any cops out there, you know, hey, I like you. <laughs> hey, we're all very happy you're not in jail. Me too. Me too. Because I, I would not survive. No, I would you're, not. you're tiny. You'd be someone's bitch for sure. And I eat really good pussy. Yeah. <laughs> They'd just trade you around. like They would just pass me around like a fucking joint. <laughs> yep. Fucking pocket pussy. Pos- pocket pussy eater. <laughs> Live revamp, aka pocket pussy, <laughs> aka pocket pussy eater. That, well, I'm glad you have not gone to jail. I'm super happy. Me about too. That. Hopefully, I never go. Knock on wood. You know. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> like I've never even like spent the night in like a drunk tank or anything. Like I've never been like a handcuffed. Never been arrested. No. Believe it or not, me neither. Like uh, there's definitely been times where I should have. I will admit that. You know, wholeheartedly, but I've never been arrested. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of times I should have been arrested, too. Like, I was a delinquent fucking youth. I wasn't a delinquent. I just did dumb shit. Oh, I was a delinquent fucking youth. <laughs> like, there were times where, like, one of my friends was a massive shoplifter when we were kids. Like, massive. <laughs> and I often played lookout for him. And when they opened, like, the first Best Buy, like, where we lived... We thought it was going to be easy fucking pickings. Mm. And like, we're hanging out in Best Buy, just bumming around. Like, he, you know, uh, cuts the fucking security tags off a couple things, throws them in a bag. Oh, we, so he's like professional. Oh, yeah. No, like, he had a little, like, one handed razor. He could fucking. Damn. Oh, yeah. We were delinquent fucking kids. And you know how you got the, like, the security guy at the doors at Best Buy? Mm-hmm. Every Best Buy is laid out. Yeah. We, you know, we purchased something, so it what doesn't like we're just loitering and then leaving. Right. Yeah, you, know, you, you purchase something, so it... But so it doesn't look suspicious. Right. But I'm like, yo, man, you need to double back and put that shit back. Like, I, I'm getting a bad vibe here. Mm-hmm. Getting a bad vibe. And he's just like, no, man, we're good. We're good. I'm like, all right, man. So I clear the throat, because you legally are not shoplifting until you attempt to leave with it. Right. So I go out first. As he chose to 
goes past the threshold. The security guy's like, hey, let me see the bag. Mm. I just bolt. Oh. Like, I was expecting him to be right behind me. And he didn't run. He just handed them the bag. I like look over my shoulder and I'm like, one of the best buy employees tried to like give chase behind me for like a minute, but like. You were was, gone. You were gone. Yeah, this is when I was like, I'd have been like 15 at this point. Oh, yeah. So you're just legs. Yeah, like 15, good shape. You know, at that point, my my dad barely had a car. So like I walked, ran, or mm-hmm. biked everywhere. Like I was in good fucking shape. I was just fucking gone. And one of my guys like lived in that like that part of the neighborhood. So like I ran the like three blocks to his house. Like, hey, is James here? Hey, man, I was just in the neighborhood. What's going on? I just went and hung out with my other friend. Didn't tell him shit what was going on. You didn't even tell your own friend. No, no. Don't admit to crimes. <laughs> and, you know, my guy, after he got arrested, like, thankfully did not, like, mention my name. Right. But his parents showed up at my house with him, like. Oh, no. Fucking later. It was just like, what the fuck? Oh. See, I used to steal snacks from the grocery store, but that's different. <laughs> right, well, that that friend in particular potentially got us in trouble a couple times. Oh, like so. My, then that's when you're like, okay, we need to cut this shit out. I'm actually still friends with that dude. Like, well, yeah, you can still be friends with them, but you can still be like, okay, we need to stop. Right. I mean, that dude these days is the father of four. He's been married for like over 10 years. That's so funny. It's like, it's always those ones too. Like I have this friend who was like a super slut in high school and now she has like two kids, a boyfriend, and they go to like church school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, girl, you are a bigger slut than I was. The fuck? <laughs> well, it's crazy. Like once people get some life experience. I mean, I'm maturity. not shitting on it. Like obviously it's like, you know, we all grow and mature and change, but it's like, it's just. Yeah. It's just wild to see like. How some people, some people don't change. I mean, that's the fact. It's like some people don't change. Honestly, I'm of the opinion that people only really change if they're given a reason that they're forced into it. Like, right. People don't just change. Like, if it's successful for them, people stay doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I have another former friend who, like, never really had to accept consequences for anything they did in life because his parents always bailed him out. Oh. And, like, I stopped talking to that dude about 10 years ago at this point, but, like, his, you know, even then, in our fucking early thir- well, late twenties, I guess that's late or early thirties, early early thirties was the last time I talked to him. Like, his he had fucking like ran, basically ran away from his you know his kids, and his fucking father had cut him a check for a thousand dollars to pay his credit card bills. That's so shitty. Yeah, and this dude, I'm assuming is still a piece of shit to this day because he's never had to accept consequences for any of his fucking actions because he just knows like my parents will bail me out. Ugh. Ugh, I hate those kind of people. I hate them. I'm not a fan of them. Obviously, there's a reason I stopped interacting Mm -hmm. with this person. But But it's also the parents' fault. Right. Because it's like they're obviously, you know, like... They're enabling it. Yeah, they're enabling it. They're not, you know, trying to change him or stop him. They're just like, oh, well, now I gotta clean up his mess. Well, and the worst part was, like, his father was not unaware of this. Like, his father was a high-functioning alcoholic... And I very much remember him being like, because he would drink around us. And, but he was successful. Like, he was a high function alcoholic. The guy, his guy's father was a sports writer for the trip. Oh, wow. Like, he was actually a successful human being. That's why he could afford to bail out his fucking kid. Mm-hmm. But he just was like drunk one day. He's like, Do you think I raised a bad person? Like, he just. 
Oh, poor dad. Well, because his his whole thing was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be absentee because he's off covering shit for the paper. Like he, you know, he traveled to fucking sporting events around the country to cover. Oh, so people. he feels like he wasn't a good enough father, right? So he would try to make up with that with money to oh. take care of his kid, and it just that's depressing. And like my mother kind of does that. And honestly, I love my mother so much, but it's like she's one of those people that feels like she has to buy people's affections, unfortunately. And I try to tell her all the time. I'm like, mom, please stop buying me shit. Like, just stop. I don't I don't need your gifts. Stop. I know you love me. Well, um, but that also seems to come from like we were talking about this at dinner. Her father's way of. Showing mm-hmm. affectionate people. Yeah, he's not very affectionate, but his affection is through action. Right. It's like, okay, I'm not going to tell you I love you, but I'm just going to, you know, do things that, you know, show that I care. Like, for example, like what I told you about me, like, even though he was very stern and like strict with me, you know, if he didn't care, he wouldn't have spent thousands of dollars to get my teeth fixed. Right. And it's the problem is with that old school generation where they uh, equate being a good provider with being a good parent or being a good family member. Like, mm-hmm. like I provided for you. What the fuck else do you need? Right. Well, I might need some fucking guidance. Like, or maybe just, you know, some motherly or fatherly affection. Yeah. Make me feel like I'm not this worthless fucking thing that just popped out of you. Like, I'm not just a burden on your wallet. Right. It's wild, like, what kind of people, like, trying to do the right thing can fucking develop out of people, too. And it's just... It's, you know, it's not like irreversible, but like people got to change. Like, you know, my buddy eventually like stopped stealing shit, like, and got his shit together and like, you know, works for UPS. He's been a UPS driver for like fucking 10 years. Like low key ironic. (laughs) Yeah. And makes good fucking money. And like is an honest dude, like has four fucking kids, you know, living a traditionally cleaner life than my ass is. (laughs) But it's just wild to see like, you know, as kids. We were latchkey kids. Like, our parents all fucking worked. So we were just unsupervised. And, like, we didn't come from money. So we'd be like, yo, I want that. How do we get it? Mm -hmm. Just take it. Yeah, sometimes you just took shit. And, like, I'm just fucking lucky I was never fucking arrested. Yeah, and that's how I definitely feel. Because I'm just like, "Uh, definitely don't think I deserve to get out of that. But I'm glad I did. (laughs) Because it's like, yeah, just mm -mm. sometimes you do got to have to face the repercussions of your actions. But again, I understand what I did wrong and I try to repent. Right. <laughs> and like, sometimes all you do need is a fucking like, fucking stern warning like, oh. And I have many of those. I've had many of those. Like, oh, hey, if I fuck up again, there are real fucking consequences here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to accept those consequences so I'm not going to do this shit. Yeah, and like I said, I just, I will not survive in jail. <laughs> I would not. So I try to be a good person as much as I can. I'm not built for jail either. Like, <laughs> not not my idea of a good time. Like, you know, I'm not connected. I'm not like. I think being Jewish is probably the most unpopular thing to be in jail. Oh, you know, you're not gonna go hang hang with the white supremacists. No. Oh no. Right. So let's see. We're not gonna hang with the white supremacists. You can't hang out with the Latinos. Right. You can't hang out with the African Americans. Right. So. Where does a Jew go in fucking prison? Oh, God. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but like... Uh, no, I just... <laughs> no prison for me. I'd rather yeah. not. High five on that shit. No. Yes. No prison. No prison. 
either. I will stay out here being scummy and sketchy, but no prison. But also, it's like, just look at what happens when you do go to prison or jail. It's so hard to just get a job outside of that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it ruins people's lives. Well, the funny thing is, we are probably in the best position to go to prison and still have a career when we get out of it. Because yeah. entertainment will fucking take you back. Oh, yeah. It just adds on to your brand, unfortunately. I mean, we both definitely know some performers who have done jail time. I know performers that still have warrants out for them. That'd be fucked up if, like, one day instead of Cal Ocean knocking, it's the fucking sheriff's department. Sometimes I wonder about that with some of these girls. I really do. Because I'm just like, wait a minute. You have a warrant out for your arrest in, like, this state right now? And you're here shooting porn? Like, I know someone who was out here in California for months violating their probation. Like, if they would have gotten caught... Because they had to fly all the way back home just to, you know, do their court checks and whatever. But they were living in California the entire time. Like, you're leaving a paper trail when you fucking fly. Like, if anyone were to, if your PO spent the time five minutes to check your social media, be like, that motherfucker's at Disneyland right now. Yeah. And, like, let alone porn. But, nope, they're Porn's probate- not illegal, so that. Well, no, but it's like, where did we film it legally? Here. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, like does porn, but probation ended and they end up going to Mexico. (laughs) Not living, but like, they're like, okay, probation's up. Now I can go anywhere in the world. I'm going to Mexico. Well, at least they weren't ballsy enough to leave the country and try to come back on with a fucking warrant. Oof, right? Oof. Like, you're on probation because customs doesn't fucking play. Not at all. Like, do you have any fun custom stories? Uh, Besides the one with the weed? Well, that's Heathrow. That's not U.S. Customs. Oh, U.S. Customs? No, no. In fact, every time I come back, they're actually a little too friendly. Those I don't know what who those boys are working international TSA when you're returning, but they're horny. <laughs> 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 like they're like, hi, where are you coming from? But you're from here, right? Yeah, you're from L.A. Like. <laughs> Like, they're so horny. <laughs> and it's like, bro, I just got off of a fucking 10-hour flight. I am not in the mood. <laughs> right. I smell, bro. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't showered since the day before. Like, you don't want me right now. Unless that's their fetish. Maybe that's why they're there. <laughs> they are horny. <laughs> the only one bad run-in I had was coming back from Tijuana on foot. Oh, that's always bad. I mean, it should have been fucking easy. It should have been. I have TS. I have global entry. Uh huh. Like I should be like any other time I've entered the U.S. Like I just go to the kiosk. I scan. I walk my ass in. Mm-hmm. So what I was unaware of at the time is when you enter Canada from Canada or Mexico, especially on foot or by car, you got to use your global entry card instead of your passport. Uh huh. Apparently, you have to activate that fucking thing when you get it. You can't. You don't just get in and it's good to go. Okay, I'm. I don't. I've never even had a global entry card. You should invest in one if you're traveling the world. Well, I mean, I'm. A, I just made an appointment to renew my passport, so I'll probably get that then. Well, yeah. Pay pay the extra hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's the best because you skip the customs line and just check in a kiosk and then wave a receipt to people as you come. And see, that's nice. But I also use the 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 app on your phone where you can just fucking check in and then walk through. 
I don't think that was a thing last time I came into the country. Oh, fair enough. Okay. But like global entry literally allows you, like you don't have to wait in the customs line. Right. You literally walk to the global entry kiosk, scan your fingers, take a picture of you. You say, no, 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 no. They get, it prints a receipt and you wave the receipt at customs. Oh, okay. See, now there's an app for that. That's what I use. Either way, it also gives you TSA pre-check as part of it. So. Oh, okay. See, that's beneficial. Right. It gives you both. Okay. So I tried to use my global entry card and they're like, this thing's not working. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, this thing's not working. You got, they, they put me in a detention area. Oh, shit. This is after me haggling with them a little bit about the cigars I brought back. Because, <laughs> like, Obama had recently just made Cuban cigars legal to bring back into the States. Legal? Yeah. Okay. So, when I got there, they're like, what do you got in the bag? I'm like, cigars. They're like, Cubans? I'm like, yep. <laughs> and they're like, did he just admit that? I'm like. It's legal now. I'm like, Obama says they're cool. Like, that's exactly how I said it. Like, Obama says they're cool. <laughs> You're not going to argue with Obama. <laughs> Obama says this shit's cool. They're like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, literally, they just passed a law. Like, you're allowed up to 50 Cuban cigars and two liters of Cuban rum into the States at this point. Nice. Like, like I know this shit. I know it. And they're like, uh, 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 they're probably counterfeits anyways. It's fine. <laughs> like, I did end up buying some counterfeits on that trip, but... I did bring back a bunch of legit ones, too. Nice. But my TSA card, my global entry card just won't fucking work. So they put me in this detention area, and I'm like, guys, I have my passport, too. Like, I'm just gonna be, like they held me there for like a fucking hour. And I'm like, I have my passport. It sounds like they were just fucking bored. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Ugh. Like, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning the day after Christmas. Oh, God. So, yeah, it just sounds like they were fucking mad at the world and had to take it out on someone. I mean, they eventually let me go, but they were just like, yeah, it's just such a card's invalid. Found out when I renewed, they're like, oh, I when I got the first one, it's not like a credit card that has a giant sticker on it that says you have to activate me. Right. Like, I got the card and like. Like, okay, it, this it, is it, it? It's a photo ID. Like. Yeah. I was like, I'll pull it out. I'm like, I'm not going to pull it out on camera. It has my legal name on it. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. But I'll show it to you when we get off air. It's like, it has my photo on it and my legal name. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I have to activate this stupid fucking thing? Yeah, it should be like your passport where it's like, okay, it should just already be valid. Right. Um, I actually read the fine print on it when the second one came. Like, oh, I got to actually log into this website and activate this stupid thing. Good to know. Good to fucking know. Like, I had the other one in my wallet for five years and never activated it. Wow. Well, because you only. But you just wouldn't assume. Right. One, that's the thing is, you only use it when you enter, like, on land in Canada or Mexico. And, like, Mm -hmm. I've only gone down to TJ the one time. Right. Every other time I fly in, I go to the kiosk, scan on my way. Right. No big deal. And that's the other thing. Like, they interview you, they fingerprint you, like, they put you in the system. Why the fuck would I think I have to activate a photo ID? That's so silly. Just so unnecessary. Our government just loves to fuck us. I'm just happy I got my cigars in. (laughs) It was a little, it was a little unfortunate, but like, got my cigars in and you know, got back into the states and got to drive home. See, I've never been south of the border. I mean, I've only been to TJ, like for Mexico. I've been to like other Latin American countries. I haven't. Why not? I just haven't. Why not? But also, it's like I've heard way too many bad stories about where. About Mexico. I TJ's an interesting place. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, so like, you know, you hear stories of like murder, corruption, kidnapping, especially Latin American women. And so obviously being Latina portraying, 
you know, I look like a target. Well, don't go alone. Well, obviously, but that doesn't make it any safer because they'll still fuck with you. Even the cops will still fuck with you. But anyways, but it, again, I'm not trying to like stereotype it into this like fucking live, gritty live, like. Live the rest of the world says that shit about America. I know. I know. But the thing is what sealed it was the fact that, you know, I'm in Budapest and I meet this Mexican girl who is like living in Budapest now. She literally left Mexico because her best friend turned some guy down. Not even being rude, just like, you know, like, no, no, thank you. Got gunned down in her own home in front of her family. That's really fucking unfortunate. But that's also... But that's a, that was a normal thing that was happening. This is something that this Mexican woman was telling me. Well, Why would I not believe that? Oh, I'm not saying it didn't fucking happen. I'm not skeptical of any way, shape, or form. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It's just an especially dangerous place for Latin women right now. So I, why would I go? Fair enough, fair enough. I, I was just saying that it's anecdotal. Just because it happened to her doesn't mean that it was going to happen well, to you. I know it wasn't going to happen to me per se, but the chances of it happening are quite high, quite higher than they should be. I mean, they're definitely greater than if you don't go to Mexico, <laughs> but there's still no guarantee that... It's going to happen when you go down there. Yeah, but it's like if every interaction from anyone that has ever been to Mexico has, I swear, nine out of ten people that go to Mexico have a fucking bad Mexico story. Hey, I got I got the one day down there in TJ. I have some weird Mexico stories. I don't have necessarily bad ones. <laughs> no, I've heard bad stories. So I'm just like, yeah, I have no intention of going south of the border anytime soon. I don't care how pretty a picture you try to paint it. I don't care if... People from Mexico who go to Mexico are telling me I shouldn't go because it's too dangerous. I'm going to listen to them. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Unless but, I'm going to like Cancun or Tulum or one of those touristy places. Right. And fuck that. But like, that's fucking lame. Go to Cuba if you can. I want to one day. I would love to go to the islands. Havana was amazing. Especially because for people like us, no fucking internet. You are disconnected. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. 10 days off the fucking like, grid. My hey phone. Hey guys, sorry. I, you can't talk to me for a fucking, for a week. Yeah. You cannot, like the internet there, you have to buy prepaid cards from the government and use government hotspots. It's just not worth trying to track down the cards. Right. So I just, my phone was a camera for 10 days. And that's all it needs to be. Yeah. That's awesome. I need that in my life. That's the kind of vacation I fucking need. And beautiful beaches. Like they brought lobster to the fucking beach for us for like... And I bet it was so cheap. Like 15 US to bring it to us oh, on the beach. That's awesome. For like $6 US, they would cut a coconut in half and just pour rum into it. Oh, you're making me hungry again. I'm going to have to put Havana on my to-go list. I mean, I don't know what Biden's administration is going to do about getting down there. Oh, just yeah. Trump reclosed it up. Mm-hmm. I was lucky when I went. I went in February of 17, and I was on one of the first domestic flights directly to Havana. Nice. Oh, so it was it fucking was, Trump ruining everything. I know it sucked because we we booked the trip while Obama was still president. Mm-hmm. And then when Trump won, it's like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. And thankfully they didn't close down, close it down till later on. Mm-hmm. But still, and still legally you can't go there for tourism. Mm-hmm. You have to declare to the State Department on an affidavit while you're there. Support of the Cuban people is one of the reasons to go. Oh, that's nice. Which, you know, I'm supporting them with my monies. Mm -hmm. I went there as a journalist. I podcasted while I was down there. Nice. I brought all my gear. 
But yeah, you're not allowed to go for tourism, but it's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I would definitely have to come up with some bullshit excuse to go then. Yeah, I mean, no one verifies it. You just sign a piece of paper for the State Department and mm-hmm. go about your day. Nice. Okay. Oh, Havana, Cuba. I want to go yeah. to Cuba, Puerto Rico, Belize. I want to go to all those places. Hell yeah. Like, oh, my dream would be to just island hop. <laughs> well, for me, Cuba was the real, like, the one I really wanted to see because there's no Americana there. There's no Starbucks. There's no McDonald's. There's no Americana. Like, everything is small restaurants. Like, there's no fucking chains there. Mm-hmm. And no internet. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. So I had to run to the bathroom real quick. And we're, uh, <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. What just all, almost got brought off off-air was the fact that law enforcement's been using copyright and music to trigger the copyright algorithms. I can talk. <laughs> that, that shit was so massive I lost my brain in there. <laughs> Triggering the copyright algorithms on like Facebook Live and Instagram Live when people are having confrontations with the police. They'll play copyright music very loud and that will get the stream muted. Wow, are you serious? Yep, the Beverly Hills PD is the one who's like started doing it. That is shitty. Wow, that's wow. Anyone who's you know having an interaction with the cops that they wish to record, record it on your phone as a video and then upload later instead of live streaming it to Facebook or Instagram. Right, right. Wow, shady shady it's like oh this technology you know gave us more exposure and now the technology is being used against us yeah oh my god that's terrible i didn't want to end this on a down note <laughs> talking about island hopping and like right no, no no let's pick it up let's pick it up okay well, shit, but like I, I figured you know i should give that public a service well, we, were, we were talking about this because i'm like jamming off camera like to a fucking song so it's like i'm sitting here looking like a fucking idiot but it's like it's a remix that someone did on tiktok of lil nas's uh montero song and it was so good it was so good it's like crazy how talented people are these days well i know and because the technology is made it just so it's so fucking affordable to be able to do stuff yeah and it's crazy on some things if you want to do them on like on a more on a limited level, like face swapping. Like if you want to face swap into like a famous scene, mm-hmm. it's super easy to do with an app. It's not super easy to do with professional editing software. No, not at all. Like I'm working on it for something. So I know firsthand it's not super easy to do. It's not the most difficult thing in the world, but it is not super easy. No, it's not. That's why I suck at editing. <laughs> well, I'm a fairly skilled ed- editor if I say And so even myself. then, it's fucking difficult. Yeah, it's using some high-end software to be able to like fully track the face and like I'm watching tutorials on this. I'm like even watching like the those tutorial. deep fakes and whatever. Well, I'm not even trying to deep fake someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like medium fake someone. Got gotcha. you. Like I want what I want to do is I want to have my friend do an impression of a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then put their face on his face so the lips sync up properly and then put his head back on their body. Okay, okay. So it's a medium fake. Okay. Because a deep fake would be actually using real dialogue they use to form the sentences. Right, and that's that's scary. Like, those deep fakes are super scary. I'm almost concerned they might fucking run us out of fucking business. It might happen. Just be real fucking happy that uh, Adobe decided to... uh, Dropped the something they announced in 2016, which basically was the Photoshop of voice. 
<gasps> what? Yeah, they, they showed it at Adobe Conference. Like, there's videos of this shit when it was in beta, when they were using it in-house, where basically if it has enough samples of your voice, you could just type out sentences and it would be in your voice. That is creepy. That's bad. They decided never to bring it to market. I mean, they That's ha- smart. They had it, the beta out in 2016. That's scary. And there's no reason that, like, if they were going to bring it to market, they wouldn't have brought it to market. Because then you can years. easily, easily, like, put words in people's mouths. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And the thing about it is, like, I would use it to make funny videos, but, but a lot of I people mean, would use it for very harmful, horrible, horrible things. Horrible. Well, this person said this, listen, and right. it's like, no, you fake that. But that's right. scary. But what kind of computers would you need to verify that they didn't actually say it? Because the computer is simulating their voice off samples of actual samples of their voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even know what to say after that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll show you the video of it. Like, when we get off air, like. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw that video when it came out in 2016. And for this idea for the video where I'm like, I'm going to end up having my friend impersonate the celebrity mm-hmm. for the voice. I'm like. This celebrity has plenty of dialogue like that. You can easily just upload snippets of their fucking. Yeah, but that'd be like, uh, that'd be actually more editing work for me mm-hmm. to like make their, if like I was just doing an audio. Yeah, I could do that. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But to do it with full video, like no. it's just more of a pain in the dick to move their mouth than have him do an impression and then slap their face back on his. So the mouth moves up and then cut his head off and put it on that celebrity's body with the fake face on it. Right. But I'm like, I could just really use real footage of him if that Adobe software was out available to the public. Because mm-hmm. I've just been like, I'll just type out what I want the dialogue to say and not have to get a friend of mine in front of a green screen and then do a bunch of post-production work. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I found that Adobe never brought it to the public. Like, Thank God. I know. I mean, like, on one hand, I'm really thankful for it. On the other hand, like, I'd really want to play with that. Well, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about, like, the facial recognition software we have. I'm like, we're literally just giving them information of our face now they can track us on whatever cameras and fucking well and the best part is like we like facebook we willingly give them when they have those quizzes like oh show us your high school like yearbook photo and then your modern photo like it's helping the algorithm yeah for for the facial recognition that's why i'm glad i don't have any pictures of me like pre-porn like all my like even my pictures of me in college are like lost they're gone. You can't even find like my real name on the internet anywhere. Like not on Facebook because I don't use my real name. I don't use it on Instagram. I don't use my real name for shit. Well, good on you. <laughs> like I love my anonymity. Like all people need to know is my name is Liv. My mama calls me Liv. That's what you're going to call me. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it's hard to do. Like it's hard to do. As someone who like professionally data mined people for a while it's hard to actually like full on like if you plan to use those services it's hard to like full on anonymity i did it i i was just like nope i'm not gonna use my real i've been like that since myspace i was like i think it's stupid to put my real name on the internet because like i've always like i i've said this earlier like i have this weird fear of men so i've always been very like cautious about what i like put on the internet and same with like what i post or tag when i go out to places i wait till i'm no longer there so no one tries to track me down and find me (laughs) no it makes perfect sense thankfully facebook like hemmed up some of that shit because it used to be if you had someone's phone number you could put it in the search bar and search their profile by their their attached fucking phone and i wouldn't even add my phone number yeah but you'd be amazed how many people did i know 
<laughs> like I part of my job was to do that kind of shit. Like like I I don't even put like my real like job or anything. It's just bullshit. Well, yeah, you never want to put your real job. Like never. <laughs> but so many people do and they wonder why they get canceled on the internet left and right. It's like you're literally on the internet with your real name for the world to see and you don't expect people to track your ass down? Yeah, I mean I'll admit my legal name's on Facebook, but there are no public profile pictures. Mm-hmm. There's no real identifying information that's public. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can find me if you know what my legal name is. You can find my Facebook profile. Cool. You found my Facebook profile. Right. I don't accept friend requests from people I've never met in real life. Period. Same. I. But I did that just because it's like I also hate what people post on fucking Facebook. I'm well, just like, I don't want to say your dumb shit all day. <laughs> even if I want to say your dumb shit, like, unless we've had a conversation in real life, I have There's no reason to add you. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't even like Facebook. So it's like, if I'm going to add you, it has to be someone that I've met in person and someone that I probably don't get to talk to on a daily basis. Because there's definitely people that I keep in touch with on Facebook just because they happen to still be on Facebook. Same. And also for me, occasionally I will post post stuff that is not suitable for my public personas. Oh, yeah. Like stuff I wish I could post on Twitter. Right. (laughs) Stuff I wish I could post on Twitter. Things that are like, oh, hey, I'm going to be in Chicago for my dad's funeral. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to post that. Or I'm going to come into town and visit for the holidays type thing. Right. That sort of shit is for my personal Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, when I do get porn fans and fans of the show occasionally... Who managed to figure it out and, you know. I won't even add, like, some of my porn friends that I'm friends with on Facebook. I know. We're not Facebook friends. I know. But that's because it's, like, I'm scared that, like, fans will find your page and then, like, see that you added me and be like, oh, shit, that's Liv. I'm going to add her, too. And it's like, I don't want that. Well, I'm not offended by it. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Like, if I was, I would have been, like, text you and be like, yo, I'm adding you. Because, like, you do pop up as, like, people you may know all the time. Uh huh. Same, but I'm just like I just I don't add everyone because I don't want people to start like finding my page like that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just because we have each other's numbers, like Facebook. And that too. It's like if like what's the point of messaging me on Facebook when you can send me a text? Exactly. Exactly. Or even a tweet. <laughs> right. Like I could text you or slide into your DMs or slide into your Instagram DMs or yeah, a hundred other ways. Like, mm-hmm. but it was just yeah, and that's the thing with like most people in the industry. Like I don't. Even at industry friends, unless like, unless we're super super close. Well, and or I have some people that I'm not super close with, but it's also people like, hey, I'm gonna send you a friend request. This is the name that's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. It is not my stage name, like because I learned a long time ago, like, oh, hey, we were just at a party, like, oh, add me on Facebook, and then like they forget about it, like since my stage name is not my real name, there and there's no picture. Mm-hmm. They're just like, this is some random fucking porn creeper. Delete. Delete or just ignore. I'm like, right. Hey, that was me. I'm like, oh. Like, my bad. Oh, okay. Add me again. Like, yeah, no big deal. But that's that's the only reason I feel to have Facebook is just like to not have one social media that is front facing because everything else is front facing. Mm-hmm. And people that have followed me or know me in real life, like, my Twitter is. Full of diarrhea from like 2009, <laughs> like me bitching about my Joe job and like just anytime I get drunk, I basically just start narrating into Twitter. Oh my God. Anytime I have fucking panic attacks before a flight, you see my fucking neurotic ass tweets. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I learned later in life, especially like 
being more front-facing stuff to not do that shit. Like, like I'm just not going to post this on Twitter. Like, this is not on brand. Yeah, because there's definitely days where it's like, I'll fucking tweet something, delete. Tweet. Like, not even tweet. Just like, type, 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 type. You know what? No one's going to like that. Delete. Type, 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 type. You know what? People might be offended by that. Type, 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 type. Mm, people might not get this. <laughs> same, same. And like, I did an eighth of mushrooms on Friday at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And while I'm tripping, I'm like, I am thinking the most profound things. I should tweet this. And I'm like, no, Probably dummy. Not. <laughs> no, dummy. You're just high. You're having high thoughts. These are profound to you. When you read these later today. When you're you're going to think what the fuck. Right. And it's just like. Some things, like, if I thought of something, like, legitimately funny, I probably would have posted it, but, like... Like, legit, it, like, it has to be exceptionally, like, it has to have your, like, belly aching, crying on the floor to be, like, okay, that might have actually been funny. I mean, do you read my Twitter feed? It's not that funny. <laughs> like, I'm never posting anything that funny. I don't know. You never make yourself laugh? Incapable of it. Really? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I'm serious all I am, the time. I'm slightly narcissistic. I, I laugh at my own tweets sometimes. Oh, no. I mean, I definitely see some tweets. Like, I in reality, I see some, like, I'll post something like, that tickles me. But, like, it's not like, oh, my God, that's Fallout. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, mm -hmm. I, you follow me on Twitter. You see the shit I post. Just random shit. Yeah. It, it's random shit. It's random shenanigans. Like, yeah. My humor is very reactionary. So it's like, oh, that happened. Uh, yeah, I'm going to write something in reaction to it. Well, I mean, that's kind of how mine is, too, though. Like, mine is just a whole bunch of fucking diarrhea. Well, we're not critiquing your Twitter right now. <laughs> your Twitter is fine, young lady. Well, yeah, because, you know, my butthole's there. Exactly. Like, people are like, oh, butthole. Oh, pertinent thoughts? Nah, eh, butthole. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing that fucking sucks sometimes. Because it's like, sometimes I want people to actually read what I'm typing. And it's just like, not they're not going to read it unless I fucking show my tits. <laughs> well, and that's part of the point of having people on this show is like, you get to talk about stuff that is not just your tits and your butthole. Right. Even though sometimes they are fun to talk about. Well, yeah. I mean, sex is all part of real life. So like, you know, no one's thinking you're abstinent, like off screen. Right. Even though... You know, it's questionable. Like, in my personal life, like, I mean, come on. Two weeks to finally fuck in my personal life. That's sad. That is sad. That is horribly sad. Yeah, like, literally, because it's like, there's nothing worse than having to keep telling your dude, like, can't hang out, too busy, gotta work, gotta fuck tomorrow, gotta fucking wake up early and fuck someone else tomorrow. And it's like, bless his goddamn heart for dealing with it. But at least, you know, like, it's a dude that, like, you know, like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It'd be even worse if, like, I don't even have time to meet a new dude. <laughs> well, it was, like, accidental how I met. Well, not even accidental. He slid into the DMs on Instagram. Yeah, that's not an accident. That's, an on, that's very much an on purpose. Well, yeah, I just mean, like, me getting attached to someone was accidental. Because I had no intention of meeting anybody. True, true. Yeah, it's the pandemic. You got to be careful about that shit. Oh, yeah. I have slipped up in the name of pussy a little bit here and there, but like <laughs> for the most part, I've been good. <laughs> well, that's about that's part of life. Gotta live. Yeah, like occasionally being cooped up in here long enough, my my dick's like, dude, dude, dude. Did you forget about me, dude, dude? <sighs> uh, okay, I know you didn't forget about me. You rubbed one out yesterday, but like, like, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> put me in, coach. Put me in. <laughs> like I've taken a bunch of pitch hits. 
Like the batting cage is great. Put me in, coach. Like I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> I'm ready. And my vagina's just more like, can we not? Like, can we not? Can we go on a vacation? Like, can you stop? Stop. I need a break. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Even my butthole at this point is just like, girl, you need to stop. I've had enough. This ain't Europe. <laughs> 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 this is not legal porno, god damn it. Right? Like, come on. Like now you're just doing this for funsies? That's not cool. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's one thing. This guy loves butt stuff. However, I love that he loves butt stuff because now he keeps me ready for anal all the time. What does he just feed you gummy bears and salad all the time? No, I clean out first. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> But he he definitely he definitely knows what he's doing back there. I appreciate that because there's nothing worse than a guy who wants anal but doesn't do anal, and it's like that that's a sensitive area. If you don't know what you're doing back there, you do not belong back there. Like you need to practice on girls that are like anal whores. I just put anything in there, okay? But no, this is a picky butthole. Special dick goes in there. Paying dick goes in there. Strange dick stays far, 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 far away. <laughs> no strange dick in my butthole, please. Fair enough. It must be well-known and well-established butthole. It yes. Must, that butt, like, that dick must have credentials. To, exactly, exactly. It's like trying to get into a government facility. Like, you got to show your badge. You got to swipe your badge. You got to, you know, show the fingerprints. Mm -hmm. They got to take a photo of you. Like, if you look at each and every one of my anal scenes, you'll notice they're only with, like, veteran performers. Like, don't you dare throw me some little boy to do an anal scene. I will kill him. <laughs> and once again, we don't want Liv going to jail. No, no, I won't survive. No. <laughs> but on that note, Liv, we're going to call last call on this motherfucker. It's always fun. We should not wait years again to have you on. I know, I know. My vagina is screaming for a break, too, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know why your vagina is screaming for a break for doing this show, but... Don't know. I, I didn't involve your vagina in this. Oh, she's always involved. Fair enough. <laughs> but before we got here, where can they find you on the things? Where can they spend that money on you? You can definitely subscribe to my OnlyFans, and I made it simple. Just go to liverevamped.com. Remember, that is past tense revamped, not current and um if you want to follow me follow me on twitter at live revamped made it easy now that my old one was suspended for no fucking reason and then if you want to follow me on instagram you can follow me at bishes back b-i-s-h period i-z-b-a-k not confusing at all not it not at all not. <laughs> hell yeah it's always a pleasure you can take me to flemings whatever you like oh will do <laughs> And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs>